Danielle Dozier. It's 57 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The final phase of the Flight 93 National Memorial is underway, and organizers say it should be open by the 17th anniversary of the crash. A 93-foot-tall tower is being installed near the park's entrance that includes 40 metal wind chimes representing the 33 passengers and seven crew that were killed when the plane crashed September 11, 2001. The Tower of Voices is set to be dedicated on September 9th. Four more people are dead and 25 more sick because of the E. coli outbreak tied to romaine lettuce. The CDC revealed the new numbers on Friday. The death toll is now up to five, number of illnesses almost 200. That E. coli outbreak, the largest in the U.S. since 2006, CDC said earlier this month it's likely the lettuce carrying the bacteria is no longer in stores. So I'm not sure why people are still getting sick and dying. Yeah, it's likely. So don't worry about it. <laughs> When's the last time you bought romaine lettuce? Um, There might be some in my fridge. I might have gone back to it after they said, yeah, you're in the clear. You're brave. I haven't eaten it yet, though. You're well, very... put on that hazmat suit and put it out back by the woodpile. <laughs> Denver police say an FBI agent accidentally shot someone in the leg while dancing at a bar. Did you see this video? The funny, I don't know why it's funny, but to me, it's hilarious. Someone could have died, but... Uh, they didn't, so... They didn't, so yeah. it's hilarious to me. Uh, the off-duty agent was reportedly dancing early Saturday when his gun fell out of his holster. He went to retrieve it, and it, <laughs> it went off fired. and struck somebody uh, else. Uh, that person was taken to the hospital in good condition. The agent was taken to police headquarters before being released to his FBI supervisor. No charges have yet been filed, and the FBI has declined to comment. Officer Johnson, badge and gun. He just pop and locks it over. He's like, <laughs> I t- stop dancing, Johnson. <laughs> That's why I'm taking your badge and your gun. Sir, so- I can't stop it. <laughs> The funny thing about the video is he does the backflip and then he goes to pick up his gun. It goes off and then he's just like, oh. sh- like shrugs his shoulders like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you win some, you lose some. Boy, this vibe really died, didn't it? What happened? Yeah, where's everybody going? My favorite part about that is there's some dude in shorts and like flip flops who was like really digging his dance. And uh, as soon as the gun goes off. He George Costanza's it out of there. He's pushing people aside and like pushing women aside. It doesn't matter. Flying right through the crowd. I'm out of here. Gunfires erupting. I thought he was like last boy scouting it to get everybody on his side. I'm like, whoa, dude, look, we like you. All right. You don't have to shoot everybody. So for all the great FBI agents out there, there are guys like this and the guys who drove over the suspected bomb outside the White House when yes. Obama was in office. Yeah, that was Secret Service. Oh, was it Secret yeah, Service? Yeah, that was Secret Service. The Secret so, Service when Obama was in office w- was, was like... Keystone cops. Absolutely bumbling. That's when they got busted with the hookers in Cartagena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which nobody's ever heard of that place other than romancing the stone, or is that just me? It's just you. Okay. (laughs) Cartagena. Colombia, it's very big now. See, if you watch Narcos, you would would know it. Okay. For sure. And it has become like a big vacation destination for Americans because it's close, and they supposedly have cleaned it up. Like, it's an easy South America trip from Miami, two hours or something like that. I feel safe for eating the romaine lettuce. (laughs) Then going to Cartagena? Yeah. Dude, Cartagena is like uh, 
You're totally safe. Go to Cartagena. Nah. Get some hookers. I'd feel safer breakdancing with FBI agents. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's just how he shoots people, by the way. Has anybody (laughs) thought about that? Nobody's suspecting. Maybe he was shooting a robber, and that was a big, like, ploy. Shooting a robber. Trick shot. He's like Annie Oakley. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, if I start doing the dance, he's going to stop his theft and (laughs) stare at me, and that's when I'll apprehend him. Maybe he does that at the range. You guys don't know. We don't. Yeah. We don't have all the information. If you're planning to relocate, you might want to consider moving to Vermont. Thousands of tourists visit the Green Mountain State each year from around the world to take in the beautiful scenery, the fall foliage, the outdoor sports. Well, now the state will actually pay you to move there. A new bill has just been signed into law that will pay people $10,000 to move there and work remotely for an out-of-state employer. It's called the Remote Worker Grant Program and will take effect January 1st of next year. The money distributed over two years will help help cover moving, living, and working expenses, among other things. Currently, Vermont has budgeted funds to support 100 grants for the first three years and 20 additional workers each year from then on. Solo, a Star Wars story, is the most popular movie in North America for the second straight week, but a big disappointment. Uh, it earned just over $29 million, uh, this weekend, Ooh. which for any Star Wars movie, unless it's been out for like nine months, right. <laughs> is a, uh, a disappointment. Uh, Deadpool 2 came in second this week, selling $23 million worth of tickets, rounding out the top five. Adrift, Avengers, Infinity War, and Book Club, starring Jane Fonda and Candace Bergen. Pearl Jam have teamed up with the Chicago Cubs for a seven-inch single offer. The club is selling a limited number of special tickets to the Cubs-Reds game July 6th at Wrigley Field. They come with a 7-inch single pressed by Jack White's Third Man Records. Eddie Vedder's Cubs anthem All the Way is on one side with Steve Goodman's Go Cubs Go. On the flip side, Pearl Jam will be at Wrigley Field to perform August 18th and 20th. And another Pearl Jam news, they're hinting another single could arrive soon as the follow-up to their recently released track Can't Deny Me. In a recent interview, Stone Gossard said the band loves making records and touring and added more of the same is what I'm hoping for. He again confirmed the band is working on a new album and have some songs recorded, including what he said, hopefully another song coming up. Meanwhile, the band has seven U.S. stadium shows scheduled, and as I mentioned, those two in uh, Chicago at Wrigley Field. And finally, in music news... Shortly before Journey started their tour with Def Leppard last week, guitarist Neil Sean, singer Arnel Pineda, and drummer Steve Smith went into Fantasy Studios in Berkeley, California. They recorded this version of The Police's Synchronicity 2, uh, which happened to be released 35 years ago last Friday. It was done for the Rock Against Trafficking charity CD that also has Slash, Glenn Hughes, John Anderson, and Carlos Santana doing police songs, although the project was announced in 2014. They're just getting around to recording and still don't have a release date yet. Wait, was that FBI agent breakdancing to a police song? Because that would be a little too on the nose, I think. He's fed, it was the federal police. Oh. Cooler chance of rain today. Temperatures only in the low 70s. It's 56 at DVE. Jay Giles, get you go. It's the DVE morning show. And Friday, you know, we announced our uh, the fourth show of the DVE Comedy Festival, Burke Kreischer is going to be performing another time here for you. Not only will he be on the main stage at the Bime Theater on Friday, 
June 29th. He is going to do the Burt Cast, his podcast, live from the Rex Theater stage, 9 p.m. on Saturday, June 30th. Now, Burt uh, uh, is going to be uh, performing after Doug Benson's podcast. We have Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies podcast at 420 on Saturday. Both of those are available at TicketFly.com. TicketFly had a little bit of a glitch over They're the back weekend. In action. They are back in action. So uh, the tickets for Bert's show are officially now on sale, and you can get them. Be the first to get them. And Doug's show for the remaining tickets, those are available online right now at TicketFly. Here's Bert explaining to us how the movie Van Wilder is based on Bert's <laughs> life. This is a true story. Yeah, when I was in uh, college, I was in college for a long time. And, uh, <laughs> college for a long time. And, um, and Rolling Stone wrote an article about me calling me the number one party animal in the country. And then uh, Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life. I just ran into Oliver Stone yesterday. How crazy is that? Where? That's really At crazy. Good Morning America, I'm in the elevator. And okay, so oh, now this makes sense. All right, let's talk about this. Okay. <clears throat> so. Um, How did Rolling Stone find you? They called up like five different people at the heads of the college, and they all said my name. They're like, if you want one tour guide for the college. Wasn't wasn't the article supposed to be about Florida, Florida State, State is the number one party college. Right. And then he yeah. hung out. They The our journalists hung out with me for like a week. You and were he, the liaison. And he wrote the article, and then Jan Warner, who's the uh, editor of Rolling Stone, was like, let's just make it about this kid. And so changed my life entirely. I had no, I had no future, none, <laughs> like less than none, like less than none. I went to interviews right before the article came out, and I was like in the interviews, going, "I'm going to go into the bathroom and just sit on the toilet because I don't, don't want to talk to anybody." <laughs> so, so uh, article comes out, changes my life within a week or two. Oliver Stone options the rights to my life. I get offered a book deal. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it, and then I decide to get, I get the the balls to decide to do comedy. Right. And that's why I respect real comedians. People who just said, I'm funny, I'm going to try it. Right. I decided to do it because I was thrust into the spotlight in 1997 and I was like, and everyone was like, you should try to do, if you want to do comedy, try to do comedy. And they set up a comedy night for me. Like, right. and so that's why I got into comedy. Right. So to finish the story, yes, uh, that article was written. It started my career and then because because of Hollywood turnaround, it became the movie Van Wilder. How crazy is that? So, Burt Kreiser, you crazy. can see the real life Van Wilder. His podcast, Burtcast, will be broadcast live to tape from the Rex Theater. It's the fourth show on our DVE Comedy Festival weekend, and you can get your tickets right now at ticketfly.com. Billy Powell on the keys, Leonard Skinner. They're coming to uh, the P uh, Key Bank Pavilion. When I is think that? it's August 25th, I think. It's they sold be. a bunch of tickets for that. Last one? Bunch of tickets. Is it road. sold out already? I don't I, think so. I had heard it, they were in like in the 20s. I think 38 Special and... The Van Zant Brothers of 38 Special? The Cousins. Marshall Tucker Band, I think. I could probably look that up. I have a computer right here. No, nah, it's more fun to just like guess stuff. <laughs> What's capacity out there? 30? Well, it used to be more. It was about. It's about the parking. Oh, okay. So it used to be higher than it is now, and so I think now it's like twenty four. But back, you know that Steve Miller show that everyone always references, which I believe twenty six. I think yeah, twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, so okay, that's a lot of people. You can get your tickets for that uh, Ticketmaster if you want to go yes. see Skinner. That is August 25th. Uh -huh. Hank Williams Jr. Oh, geez. is uh, also on the bill that night. Oh, great. Um, I went to see Skinner back in the day out there. 
it it terrified me. Yeah. I was like, what is this? The parking lot was insane. Confederate flags everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Last of the street survivors, farewell tour. All right. Well, there you go. Mike Pursuta is uh, going to come in with your sports here momentarily. The Buckos with a bad weekend. Horrible. They nearly get no hit yesterday in St. Louis. NBA Finals. LeBron's going to have to start wearing snowmobile suits or something. <laughs> the shorts are not working. Uh, full report coming up when we return. DVE Sports. Fresh off his uh, Keddie Chesney is it still No Shoes Nation? Is that what the hell that is? Uh, I believe that's what they're promoting it as. Okay. Are you part of the Chesney Navy? Well, I did wear shoes, <laughs> and I'm wearing them now, so take that for what it's worth. Well, fresh from his 12-hour stint on the North Shore. It was close to that. Did you really come yeah. close? We left at 1030. <laughs> oh, my God. So you got down there? I got down here shortly after 11. Okay. And I can't really verify with any accuracy what time we got home. Did you stay for the entire show? No. Just bailed at the, at the tail end because we were a little concerned about getting an Uber because so much stuff was going on in town. How'd that go? And both Uber? of our phones were dead, me and my stepson. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so we took the subway to one of the downtown hotels. Unfortunately, somebody was arriving, and we grabbed an Uber and did a verbal, uh, hey, how about take us to Monroeville? Oh. And it worked. It worked a little cash trans- that. little cash transaction. Well, let's just say you got a nice tip. Yeah, good for him. He should have. Yeah, all right. Good time. Perfect. I, it's not necessarily my cup of tea musically, but uh, I think he's a mindset. And, right. And a, it's a party. It's an event, and it's a reason yeah. to you know, put about 10 hours in on the drinking. So. Well, good. <laughs> and it, it was uh, no issues that went, from what I could tell. I, I didn't uh, follow the news reports closely yesterday. but 25 tons of garbage, yeah. no real, five arrests, no big deal. A lot of people. Everybody was making a big deal about the 25 tons of garbage um, total, but I, I I think that's down. Uh, yeah, what's no, what, what's a Steeler game? Exactly, because I went yeah. past the parking lots. Boy, I, it was packed too. Yeah, it, early it got packed early. The traffic around there around one one thirty was brutal. Um, about three o'clock, it was cleared out, and it seemed a little tamer on the. I, I went past some of the ones on Western Ave on in the north side, you know, which are sort of the f- way far out parking lots. Those weren't packed at 3.30, but I bet they filled in pretty nicely by 5. Yeah, we got downtown a little after 11, and people were lined up. What is that, River Road? That yeah. goes around the stadium and then cuts by Bettis's and all yeah. those. People were just lined up there. They pulled over on the side because they wouldn't let you line up at the parking lot. But everybody was just lined up parked. Waiting to go. Sitting in the back of the pickup, slamming a few down. Everybody walking around had a drink in their hand. <laughs> I mean, everybody. It yeah. was. I guess they just waved the, you know, no container, open container, open stuff container, yeah, daylight purge. But again, it was not um, out of control, right? Everybody seemed to just be having a good time. I didn't see any fights or Very good uh, vandalism or anything that you might associate with a whole bunch of people drinking way more alcohol than they probably should, right? They had. They said they had some kind of lift. Like the police had a lift so they could see oversee the parking lots. Oh, nice! They had a little tower. Yeah, I like it. The police have an RV. There's a hilarious uh, <laughs> photo gallery in the Post Gazette. You can check it out and 
starts with a guy passed out in his truck at the end of it and sleeping, and there's like <laughs> garbage all over the ground and stuff. It's there's a long a, day. There's a couple pictures of keg stands and stuff. It's pretty funny. But it started with our buddy uh, JD from uh, Big 1047 playing on a boat on the river. Oh, nice. Good kind of unofficial kickoff to summer, I thought. Good. Good deal. Lots of keg stands, not a lot of injuries. Saturday was crazy. Archfest, Kenny, and then you had Journey and Def Lap. Which the crowd looked like it was great for that. And to top it all off yesterday, the Pirates got a hit in St. Louis. Hey. Just the one? Sometimes that's all you need, Mike. <laughs> Actually, two. And uh, they, needed, hey. they needed a bunch more than that. Didn't get them. Lost to the Cardinals 5 nothing. Uh, Sports is our brought to you. By Xfinity from Comcast. Uh, the big news as yesterday's game progressed was Cardinal starter Michael Waka, who was flirting with a no-hitter, took uh, a no-no into the ninth inning for the second time in his career, but a pinch single by Colin Moran leading off the top of the ninth. Ended that, ended Waka's afternoon. Uh, Pirates wind up losing 5 to nothing. They dropped 3 of 4 in St. Louis and uh, fall to 30 and 29 on the season. That's significant because it is just one game over 500. The Pirates haven't been that since they were 12 and 11 on April the 25th. That was uh, on the heels of a five-game losing streak. They immediately won their next five, and they have been uh, in no danger of falling under 500 since then, but they are now. 30 and 29, six and a half games back in the NL Central. The Pirates are off today. Uh, they will welcome the Dodgers to PNC Park on Tuesday. Joe Musgrove for the Bucks, 2 and 0 with a 0.64 ERA against Ross Stripling, who's 3 and 1, 168. Some good news for the Pirates uh, over the weekend. Austin Meadows was named the National League Rookie of the Month for May. How about that? He played 13 games in May. <laughs> And he was the rookie of the month. I was so. going to say they have a rookie of the month. Yeah. Like every month. National League and American League. Okay. Glaber Torres of the Yankees was your AL winner. Okay. But uh, decent month for Meadows. He hit 409, 18 for 44 in May with nine runs, three doubles, a triple, four dingers, and seven RBI. He went one for four yesterday for the season. He is hitting 392 in 15 games. He's got uh, five home runs and eight RBI, and he's three for three in stolen bases. His uh, slugging is .784, and his on-base plus slugging is 1.202. Ridiculous numbers for Austin Meadows to start his big league career. And some sad news for the Pirates over the weekend. Uh, The franchise is mourning the loss of former Pirates pitcher Bruce Keeson, who passed away on Saturday. Keeson pitched for the Pirates from 1971 through 1979. You might recall that uh, 1971 and 1979 ended in World Series championships. He also spent five years with the Angels and a year with the Red Sox. Bruce Keeson, 81 and 63 in nine years with the Bucks, 115 and 88 for his big league career. Uh, pr- team President Frank Coonley issued a statement, quote, uh, the Pirates mourn the loss of our good friend and alumni Bruce Keeson. Bruce was a large part of those great 1970s Pirates teams and is perhaps best known for his gutty six-and-a-third innings of scoreless relief in the first uh, World Series night game on October the 13th, 1971, as he helped uh, lead the club to our fourth World Championship. Bruce has been a beloved member of the Pirates family long after his playing and coaching days were over. Our deepest condolences go out to his wife, Anna Marie, as well as his entire family and friends. 
Stanley Cup final resumes tonight in Washington, D.C. The Capitals have a two games to one lead on the Golden Knights after their three to one victory on Saturday night. If you're into the percentages, when a series has been tied one uh, one, the game three winner goes on to win it seventy seven point eight percent of the time since nineteen thirty nine. That's twenty one of twenty seven series, so that bodes well for the Caps. But uh, the last uh, three such occurrences, the team that lost Game Three has gone on to win the Cup, the Lightning in 2004, and the Blackhawks in 2013 and 2015. So that bodes well for the Golden Knights. Um, still kind of looks like the same game to me. The Knights are having a hard time generating at even strength, and the Capitals are getting to three goals, and when they get to three goals the way they can defend, three should be enough. So what do you do if you're Vegas? How do you tighten up a little bit and at the same time create more opportunity? Uh, we'll see what uh, they come up with tonight. Uh, yeah, that was I, I was pissed watching that Saturday night. Flurry made a couple of crazy goal, uh, crazy saves before that first goal that Ovechkin ended up getting, and uh, you know the interference call before that that took a goal away after Smith Pelly kind of clocked <laughs> Flurry in the crease there, hit him in the head with his ass. Yeah, but Neil uh, took out uh, Orpic later on with another. With like a backwards hit, it was like yeah. Strange. What do they call that? The reverse. Looks hit. like, like he, Orpik, I mean, how do you, Orpik was going after him, and Neil saw it coming and beat him to the punch. Yeah, there's no way to not launch doing that. I don't think. I mean, you you end up in the air yeah. after you hit. It's you, you're not allowed to do it before. Not not allowed to make yourself a projectile. Yeah. That was a, that was a strange circumstance as well, but um, you know, Flurry was pretty good. In a 3-1 loss. The second goal, I guess, uh, some people were kind of him and Han on. That was the uh, two-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you do? Kuznetsov's pretty good. I hate that stupid... Oh, that, that bird dance. It doesn't make you feel any better that he does it for his little daughter who loves it and likes to see daddy on TV. No, that makes no. it more annoying. She's Russian too, right? I would assume. Okay. <laughs> but No. I don't know, that guy who engraves the cup, he might be uh, brushing up on how to spell Kuznetsov and Burakovsky Maybe. right about now. We shall see. NBA final game two last night. Uh, no overtime required this time. Warriors beat the Cavs 122-103. to 103. They're up two games to none. Val's got news, top of the hour. What do you got, Valerie? Well, fans are worried about Johnny Depp's health. We'll talk about that coming up. Cooler chance of rain, low 70s for the high today. It's 56 at DV. Go. Portions of this broadcast brought to you by our sponsors, Bertoni Dental Sedation Services. Hey, I'm Dr. Frank Bertoni, DDS. That means I'm a dentist. You scared of dentists, huh? You scared of me? Don't be ridiculous. At Batoni Dental Sedation Services, you ain't got to be scared of the dentist no more. Why? Because I will knock you the f- right out. You'll never feel a thing. That's what sedation means, all right? And here's the best part. Ask me what's the best part. Go ahead, ask me. What's the best part? After I knock you the f- out, I ain't going to touch you. Sexually speaking, that is. Nothing freaky, you know what I'm saying? Just dentistry. The mother dentist did knock you the out. They don't tell you this, but they touch you. They do. They all touch you. 
That's just brought Sheila. She was scared to death of the dentist. She had one of them uh, dog teeth that needed filed down. You know, a real snaggle push. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that bad. It was horrible. You looked horrible. And you were scared to get it fixed because you were scared of the dentist. Ain't that right? Yeah, that's right. I would never go to the dentist because I was afraid of them. But with Dr. Batoni's dental sedation services. Sedation. You hear that? That means I knock you the f*** out. Yeah. Thanks to Dr. Batoni's sedation dentistry, I didn't feel a thing. And tell him, did I touch you? Sexually speaking, that is. Did I touch you? I don't think so. No. No. No, I did not touch you. Every other dentist, when they knock you the f*** out, they touch you. They just don't tell you that, but they all touch you. Don't want to get touched? This sounds scary? Huh? Ooh, wow, that's scary, right, little drill? Yeah. Well, come see me, Dr. Batoni's Dental Sedation Services, and I will knock you the f*** out. Come to think of it, my legs were a little wobbly. That's because I had my knee on your thigh trying to file down that horrific snaggle puss of yours. It didn't look that bad. You looked horrible. Doobies. I was like when they do that vocal breakdown part, there's one guy who's like, he seems like he didn't want to be in the studio that day. He's like, <laughs> by the hand, take me by the hand. Hand, hand. hand mama all night take, long. take the hand, hand. Yeah. Are we done yet? <laughs> Couldn't you get one of the other brothers to do this? Hey, uh, mama. Val's got your news coming up. Yeah, Johnny Depp uh, fans worried a little bit about him, and uh, it's also National Cheese Day. Also, Melania Trump's going to come out in public today for the first time in like... Uh, a bunch of weeks. I think she had bad plastic surgery or like something went wrong. There's no, that's the only thing that makes God, sense. What else could she have had done? You mean with, you think something went wrong? Yeah. With like she went in she for had. a procedure and it went bad. Oh, like she got a chemical peel and her face exploded or something. Hmm. It's just a theory. Cause it's what? the only thing that makes sense. What was the, she had a kidney. Yeah. Didn't she go to the kidneys? hospital? Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're being a little evasive about it all, but uh, she's she's going to show up at an event today. But there's not going to be any press, so you'll know if there was something plastic surgery related. If when people are asked about having seen her, they're like, you know, she looked good, no, no good, <laughs> no. <laughs> the higher their voice is, the more messed up her face is. <laughs> no, no, it was good. She looked good. Uh, don't forget. On Friday, October 26th, this is down the line a little bit, but we're having the biggest damn DVE Halloween party ever with Alice Cooper at Stage AE, an indoor show. Typically, he plays outdoors. This is a small, intimate show, and uh, this show will sell out, so you're going to need to get your tickets. Do it now, Ticketmaster, and at the Stage AE box office, our Halloween party. Yes, it's a little further down the road, four months or so, five months, hey. really, but... Make those plans now. It's going to come up before you know it. Yeah, yeah. It's already June. Yeah, tell them, Val. This hour. Denver police say an FBI agent accidentally shot someone in the leg while dancing at a bar. Did you see this video? I don't know why it's funny, but to me, it's hilarious. Someone could have died, but... Uh, they didn't, so... They didn't, so yeah. it's hilarious to me. Uh, the off-duty agent was reportedly dancing early Saturday when his gun fell out of his holster... He went to retrieve it, and it <laughs> went off tired. and struck somebody uh, else. Officer Johnson, badge and gun. He just pop and locks it over. He's like, I t- stop dancing, Johnson. <laughs> That's why I'm taking your badge and your gun. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. You guys are going to feel really dumb when video emerges of that guy practicing at the range that way. <laughs> That's what he does. 
Suspended two electric boogaloo. <laughs> when your favorite members of the FBI combine with the dancing forces from Breakin, <laughs> it's federal Breakin investigation. Officer Crazy Legs <laughs> is about to get down. Do you think he was hammered and forgot he had a gun on him? Yes. Yeah. Totally. That's probably what happened. <laughs> Uh, what do you have going on over there, Valerie? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Danielle Dozier. It's 58 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. Speaking of guns, Rudy Giuliani says President Trump could have shot former FBI Director James Comey to end the Russian investigation and not be prosecuted until after he left office. In an interview with HuffPost, Giuliani claimed Trump's power as president extends so far he can't be indicted on a criminal charge or even be subpoenaed for questioning. Giuliani said if Trump did shoot Comey, well, he'd be impeached the next day. And then Giuliani said prosecutors could do whatever they wanted. The trip to straight, pure, unadulterated <laughs> insanity has been so fast. It, I have whiplash from how quickly everything has gone completely bananas. It seems like not long ago, things were kind of normal, verging on a little weird every once in a while at best. <laughs> now, complete bat bleep bananas on an <laughs> hourly basis with one story after another making you, making you doubt uh, whether or not we'll be able to continue spinning around on this rock very much longer. Chuck Todd had Giuliani on... Meet the press yesterday. He, and he must was like, have hit everywhere yesterday. He was like, welcome, Mr. Giuliani. Welcome to uh, Meet the Press. He was like, good to be with you, Todd. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> That's what he said? Yeah. You guys it was Montrose? so funny. And then he just, you know, lisped like he does for 20 minutes. And all, all kidding aside, didn't he hit his head? He did. Within like the last year. I don't know. I mean, look, I like And I, then came up with the flux capacitor. Isn't that what happened? <laughs> I mean, somebody said really Rudy Giuliani's the guy that you, you get to defend you on a jaywalking charge and he pleads it to double murder. <laughs> like from a legal standpoint, everything he's been doing is hilariously inept, but it's terrifying because it seems to be a distraction that is working for people who don't think that the Mueller investigation has actually produced evidence of wrongdoing or uh, uh uh, um, indictments, which it has, like a ton. And, and They're moving at light speed and racking up in, indictments all over the place. And a majority of Americans don't think that they've done anything at all. I can't get to the outrage about what he's saying because I can't get past being outraged by his lisp. Mm -hmm. I just... He's a grown man, and he sounds like he has at least one or two Skittles in his mouth at all times. <laughs> his dentures are on the verge of flying out of his mouth. Him and Lou Holtz should definitely have their own spelling bee next year. I, I know people who do not pay attention to the news, and on one hand, I think, how do you get through life not knowing yeah. what's happening? And on the other hand, I'm like, you must just Smart. live so blissfully. Oh, Smart. It's amazing. Be so happy. Smart. Well, I definitely reached my point where I just had to, I had to tune it out because it just, it, it bums me out on a level Thank that's God. not healthy.
And First Lady, as you mentioned, Randy Melania Trump will make her first public appearance in weeks this evening. First Lady's attendance at a reception for Gold Star families will be her first public outing since she was hospitalized for several days last month. Mrs. Trump's spokeswoman says the First Lady will join President Trump at a private reception honoring families of service members killed in action. A new study says that out of 175 countries, the U.S. ranks 36th for a child's quality of life. Carolyn Miles, CEO of Save the Children, says kids who live in rural America are at a higher risk of growing up in poverty. The End of Childhood report looks at eight factors that could shorten a child's life, like food insecurity, infant mortality rates, high school dropout rates, teen pregnancies, and suicide rates. The U.S. ranks along countries like Russia, Belarus, and Kuwait. Ooh. Pretty uh, shocking. In America, about one out of every four rural children are suffering from a lack of food and access to decent health care. Rural kids least likely to go to college, more likely to die at an early age, and more likely to have a kid before their 18th birthday. New Jersey ranked the best place for a kid to live Louisiana last. How much do moms love Netflix? A whole lot. According to YouGov's annual list of the top 10 brands with moms, Netflix grabbed the top spot, followed by Band-Aid. The rest of the top 10 brands among moms for 2018, Amazon.com, Nike, Dove for household and personal care, Dawn, Hershey's, Google, M&M's, Dove Cosmetics was number 10. And it's... National Cheese Day, 23% of Americans almost always add cheese to their foods. 17% would add it to every meal if it wasn't bad for their health. Our five favorite types of cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, American pepper jack, and provolone, blue cheese, the one we just hate. Really? It ranked lower than Limburger. (laughs) I love blue cheese. Limburger stinks. Uh, goat cheese among the least favorite. I love goat cheese. Uh, American on the least favorite and most favorite list. Not sure how that happens, but Swiss also among the least favorite. Fans of Johnny Depp worried about his health after photos of the 54-year-old looking pale and gaunt surfaced online. In one picture, he posed with a fan in Russia wearing an oversized striped shirt and appearing rather thin. Fans began to speculate about his well-being. One concerned fan tweeting... Johnny Depp not doing well, guys. Please, please tell me Johnny Depp is just prepping for a movie and not that he is sick because he doesn't look so good here. But not everyone agrees. One fan who attended one of his shows with the band Hollywood Vampires thought he looked fine. Uh, The fan saying just saw Johnny Depp in concert in Hamburg. He looks healthy, happy, and had so much fun. How pictures can deceive an impression. So not sure if Johnny Depp is... It's possible he's not a good guy. Yeah. You've heard lots of terrible stories about him that Re- seem to just get year. swept right under the rug with yeah. the news cycle. It's possible that he is a Hollywood vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Dr. Strange star Benedict Cumberbatch is being hailed as a real-life hero after reportedly fighting off a group trying to mug a delivery cyclist. The November incident reported in the media just this past Saturday after the delivery company publicly thanked Cumberbatch for his actions. Cumberbatch was reportedly riding in an Uber through London with his wife when he witnessed four men trying to rob the cyclist. He jumped out and faced off against the men who fled without getting any of the loot. (laughs) Come on, man. That dude is so annoying. That really sounds made up. 
Did he did he throw up his hands underhanded? <laughs> Come on there. <laughs> you shall now spa with Benedict Cumberbatch. He is a big star over there though, so I mean he is here too, but like not like over there. So no. if he jumped out and all of a sudden Sherlock Holmes was screaming at you or Doctor Who or whatever, he might freak yeah. you out, you know. Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange What'd who? What'd you call him? Doctor, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Oh. Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> Whatever. He's a, doctor. He's a real He's a doctor. Hero. He is a doctor. He's also in that show, Patrick Marlowe, which is playing on what Showtime right now. What is that show? It's a, it's things. Billy was telling me about it. I'm like, oh, I'll give it a try. He's a heroin addict, right? Yeah, a recovering heroin addict. You just, you know, it's like wa- watching a really super rich person get over a heroin addiction and they slowly reveal what it was that caused his torment. And it was this terrible childhood trauma. And uh, it's not fun to watch. So if so if, if that depressing. was the only way he was known, those guys would not have been scared of him. <laughs> they were scared because it was Doctor Who. <laughs> and Doctor Strange. Uh, and actor Robert Mandon is dead at the age of 86. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter announced yesterday he passed away in L.A. on April 29th. He was best known for playing Chester Tate in the sitcom Soap from 1977 to 81. So funny. His other acting credits include Who's the Boss, Three's Company, The Jeffersons, and All in the Family. If he you- was Chester on Soap, and that is still, to me, one of the funniest shows. If you go back and watch Soaps, they're all still funny. I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was a kid. Because it was too controversial. Yeah, I don't think I have ever seen an episode. Shut up. Nope. Well, Billy, no, I don't think I have either. Billy Crystal played the first openly gay character on television. Mm-hmm. Jody. Well, it, how old were you when that came out? Because I think I, I watched was it all in reruns. School. Oh, okay. And it, it, It's great. No, I doubt I was allowed to watch it if back you, then. Too. It was very controversial. I'm like, who is this guy? And then I Googled his name. Oh, that guy. He's hilarious. Yeah, when you see his face. He looks like he should just always wear an ascot. Yes. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys. <laughs> Him and the guy that played Burt were both very, very funny. Forecast today, cooler, uh, chance of rain, less humid, though. Low 70s for the high, it's 56 at DVE. Well, we made it through the Kenny Chesney weekend here in Pittsburgh. A lot of people wondered whether or not we were going to be able to survive that concert weekend that we just had, which was brutal. I mean, lots of traffic all weekend long. You had Dave Matthews. Out at the Pavilion on Friday, you had Justin Timberlake, Timberlake at the arena, yep. Mavis Staples at the uh, Arts Festival. Uh, again, that was just Friday night. And then uh, Saturday, of course, the No Shoes Nation tour. Kenny. Or whatever. They're all uh, down on the, the north side. 45,000 tickets sold for that. I thought it would have been more. Really? That's it? Yeah. Well, that's less than a Steelers game. There was Way definitely less. more than that down there, though. Yeah, for sure. Because it's a destination now. It's a it's a party day. Yeah, people don't even go in. Chesney's <laughs> Navy that's why. pulled into port. Go party and listen to the show out on the shore. Yeah, 25 tons of garbage picked up. A lot of people like to focus on that, but uh, honestly, I drove by early Sunday morning, and it was totally clean. Totally clean. Yeah, I think clean. that's an overblown story just yeah. because... What other concert there do they ever talk about the tonnage of garbage afterwards? They did. The first two years were a disaster because I don't think they were ready for it. And there was a dispute as to who was responsible for the cleanup. Mm -hmm. I think that was part of it. And the reason that it became such a big story is because that garbage sat there and it looked like we were Bombay for a day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's exactly what it was. It's it's all cleaned up now. It's not that big of a deal. And uh, not, not too many arrests. Five. Yeah, well, I heard there were n- maybe 19 citations like for underage drinking, and they said uh, one injury, someone burned their hand on a grill. 
Oh, that, you know, somebody was drunk and fell into it. Again, that's sub Steeler game <laughs> statistics, yeah, as far as I'm concerned. It, I miss the old days when it was it was like the Wild West, and there was all Fights. kinds of fighting and garbage. Yeah. Throwing o- and- overblown story because I think that like if you own one of those lots down there, you're making so much money. So much. I, mm-hmm. I my my sister and and my brother in law went down, and they said tickets to park. It was hundred dollars. $75. You can't park you couldn't park anywhere around there for mm-hmm. under 50. Right. So that maybe makes people act a little more behaved. Also, you're making so much like if I owned one of those lots, I'll clean it up. Okay? I'll, for 100 bucks? I yeah. got this. 100 bucks. It's okay, spot. don't worry about it. <laughs> you guys, we're all set. Take a dump in a natty ice box. Oh. I got that covered. That one I'm not sure about. I'll get rid of that Scott for Paulson, you. Scott Paulson, ladies and gentlemen. I punch you in the face to see Kenny. Cause Kenny sings him songs about love. I'd kick you in the nuts. I'd set fire to your butt. I'd hit you with a bottle from above. I'd call your mother the B-word to see Kenny Cause Kenny's songs are the ones I love to hear I'd punch your daddy's face I'd get sprayed with legal mace The cops would have to tease me out of fear Oh, Kenny Would someone lend me Ten percent of fifteen grand, that's my bail I demand, oh Kenny. I'd kick your windshield in to see Kenny, cause Kenny makes me feel like having fun. I'd vomit in the river, this time next year I'll need a liver. I'd sing his songs, but I don't know a one. I'd make a fool of myself to see that Kenny I'd show you everything that I have got I'd step on broken glass Drop my pants and show you my Could someone please go get me a tetanus shot Oh, Kenny Would someone lend me 10% of 15 grand, that's my bail that they demand. Let's set sail for Hinesfield with Kenny. Yeah, Scott Paulson with the Kenny Chisney song there. So, a Love big weekend. Yeah, Jack White out at X Fest. Rave reviews from the Jack White show. Uh, and congrats to our friends at X Fest who every year put on one hell of a concert. 30th all- anniversary? Yeah, they do. All day party going on out at uh, Key Bank pavilion there and i heard the journey deaf leopard show was great people were raving about yeah sean tweeted a picture from it and he said deaf leopard was awesome that was the thing i was surprised at i thought that deaf leopard would have been you know it must have been the trickster guy being in the band for the night (laughs) (laughs) did it put him over the uh put him over the edge a little bit um but music everywhere i tried the only show i was going to be able to get out to see was I wanted to see the opera last night at the uh, arts festival because I thought, well, that'd be cool. Who, nice who night. played Heartwood Acres? Oh boy, was it was Maybe it the, the symphony? symphony? 
But the opera was at the uh, Arts Fest, and it poured. The oh, poor Arts Festival. Right. It is just every year. Without fail. It just pours down on them. I feel so bad for them because, like, on one hand, I want to be like, you should move it. And then if they move the week, you know they'd get rained on again. And they, yep. So every year they tough it out, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to get a chance to get down and visit the the fine folks and vendors and artists featured all week long at the Three Rivers Arts Festival. Oh, yeah. Def Leppard. Rave reviews. From Pyromania. DVE. Def Leppard. Rock of Ages. DVE. So a huge concert weekend in Pittsburgh comes to a close. What are you looking forward to now? I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. The DVE Comedy Festival. Yeah. Bert Kreischer added uh, another show to our now four-show big festival over the course of two days. And uh, you can get tickets for that. Uh, Ticketfly.com was up and running for a little bit. And now it's not. Damn it. The hackers are back. Ugh. Jeez. So within an hour and a half. Gosh. They, they struck again. So you have to wait for those Burt tickets until Ticketfly gets going. But the Burt cast, just putting it on your calendar. The Burt cast will be broadcast live on Saturday, June 30th, the second day of our DVE Comedy Festival. For all the details, you can just visit dve.com. Mike has your sports. When we return, Buckos, not a great weekend for the Buckos. They get one hit. And LeBron uh, down uh, 0-2 right now in the finals. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta's got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's the word? Well, at least the Pirates didn't get no hit yesterday. Well, that's one good way to look at it, yes. If you were watching that game, were you rooting for him to wreck it in the ninth inning, or were you rooting for Michael Walker to finish off a no-no? Wreck it. I always root for wreck it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Is that a psychological revelation? No, yeah, no, not for you, no. <laughs> Uh, Colin Moran was able to do that uh, leading off the ninth inning as a pinch hitter. He singled sharply over second base and into right field, and uh, the no-hitter was no more. Uh, that was the end of Michael Walker's day, but uh, he managed to allow one hit, no runs, strike out eight, and walk just two in his eight innings of work. Cardinals beat the Pirates five to nothing. They take three of four over the weekend in St. Louis, and the Bucks fall to 30-29. and 29. They're now six and a half games off the pace being set by Milwaukee. In the NL Central, uh, perhaps a much-needed off day today as the Bucks have a chance to collect themselves and get ready to host the Dodgers on Tuesday. Uh, Austin Meadows was named the National League Rookie of the Month for May over the weekend. That's uh, normally a significant accomplishment for any player, particularly in Meadows' case. He played 13 games in May and was still named Rookie of the Month. That'll happen when you hit 409 including four home runs and seven RBI as you announce your big league presence with authority. Pirates also uh, mourning the loss of former Buccos pitcher Bruce Keeson. Over the weekend, Keeson passed away at 68 years of age on Saturday. He was with the Bucks from 1971 through 1979. A couple of World Series seasons uh, bookending Keeson's career in Pittsburgh. He also pitched with the Angels and Red Sox. Won uh, 115 games in his 15-year big league career, 81 and 63 in nine years with the Pirates. Game three of the Stanley Cup, game four, excuse me, the Stanley Cup final is tonight in Washington D.C. The Caps have a two games to one lead after winning game three, three to one on Saturday night. The Penguins are not participating, but that does not mean they are not in the news. 
More good stuff uh, in the athletic regarding Phil Kessel and his future with the team. What's going on there? Pierre Lebrun, one of the national guys for the athletic, spoke with Penn's general manager Jim Rutherford on Friday. Here's what Rutherford had to say regarding the Kessel situation. Quote, I don't think it's been any secret here for three years that Phil's preference is to play with Geno. But when Sully looks at our team, he believes balance throughout the lineup is the best way to win. And we won two cups that way with Phil not playing with Geno. So there's times when, they're play, when they play together, when they're both really going, and there's times when they don't. But for someone to suggest it's an issue within our team that can't be taken care of or resolved, I don't believe that's accurate. I don't feel we have to trade Phil Kessel. Didn't, so, didn't say they wouldn't. Said he doesn't feel they have to. Well, that, and that's speaking to how how bad has the relationship deteriorated. And he's saying it's not that bad. It's, we don't have to trade him. This is yeah. still fixable. That doesn't mean we won't. So let me ask you, the, the one story that Josh Yohe sort of uh, illustrated about the Sullivan-Kessel dynamic. That was on May 29th. That had it played out in a way that Kessel was pissed about his line mates for the postseason, and uh, he thought th- it was widely uh, uh, thought he was pouting about yeah, that. Yeah, he used that word in that story. Uh, this is in the Yoey piece on May 29th. Multiple people in the Penguins organization believe Kessel was, quote, pouty, unquote, about this situation. So he had the boo-boo face. That's in quotes. It's not Josh interpreting. That's what he's being told. If you're Sullivan... Should you at any point recognize, all right, he's never going to come out of this unless I put him on the line with Gino and then do it? No, I don't. It's so. always on the player there. I think you don't. So. You don't you just. Know, you don't the realize think- his shortcomings and then go, all right, well, he's being a you know what, and uh, he's never going to come out of this, so I have to adapt. Yeah, I don't think you do that for Phil Kessel. I tend to agree with you. And but he, I wonder, maybe lesser coaches would. Maybe there are. Uh, yeah, I think in a power struggle like that, you just can't you can't capitulate to uh, unruly players' demands. Yeah. But more, that same article p- played out his uh, relationship with Ian Cole as being basically personal problems. Yeah, nothing well, with on the ice. You have that, and and just it, uh, I don't like you. You're gone. Although he went in the what became the Broussard transaction, so. You know, that was, I still think that was a, the trade that they should have made getting Derek Broussard. I think we'll pay dividends down the road. And uh, I wasn't necessarily anticipating they'd be able to work that out, but they did. And uh, hey, maybe if he wasn't uh, so flat in the postseason, Kessel would have picked his game up. I thought that was a chance worth taking. Back to the Yoey article you referenced, Rand. Uh, now, this is Josh in the conclusion stages at the end of it. Uh, Josh writes The problem is, I don't think Sullivan likes Kessel very much, and I believe the feeling is mutual. Thus, the Penguins have a problem. Do the Penguins have a problem, or does Phil Kessel have a problem? Well, right, you know, as long as he's on the Penguins, if uh, if the coach can't stand him, and vice versa, then that's that's got the potential to degenerate into a problem for everyone. Ah, it sucks when the party starts coming to an end, doesn't it? Yeah, but because is... when you're winning, nobody cares about this story at all. Rutherford, now this is back to the uh, Pierre LeBron piece. Uh, over the weekend uh, in the Athletic. Rutherford goes on to say, quote, we didn't three-peat, and now people are trying to come up with ideas why we didn't do that. And the reason we didn't do that is because we didn't have the energy 
to win three championships in a row. I'm not sure anybody has it. To me, that's ultimately what happened to us this year. Um, I hope he's just saying that for public consumption. I hope he doesn't really believe that because I don't think that is in any way attributable to them not winning. And uh, I'll I'll give you, uh, in response, uh, Patrick Hornquist getting knocked out with the Penguins this year in the second round and immediately getting on a plane and flying to Denmark and going to play in the World Championships for Sweden. He wasn't too tired. He'd still be playing if somebody would let him. They got beat because they weren't good enough this year. doesn't mean you have to blow the team up, but it's, it's on them that they didn't win as it's on them that they won the previous two. Very, very interesting. I don't think it's as bad of a soap opera as it's being made out to be. I think it's just, it's sort of grist for the mill right now. And yep. some Penguin fans are having a hard time coming to terms with not being in the in the final. And so this is how they're uh, dealing with it. Yeah, you know. Give, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I just don't think it's uh, this huge unraveling moment. And I think the problem with Kessel is he is more or less a one-trick pony in terms of the goal scoring, and he still never scored 40 goals. He had a big year last year. He got a lot of points on the power play. I don't, could somebody else get those points on the power play for less of a salary cap hit? And if, if you make a deal involving him, I, I think the the significant part of it would be what you do after that. I, I'm not looking for them if they're mm-hmm. going to move Kessel to try and get equal value or, or maybe even get better. Clear up the cap space and then go get who you want. 122-103, uh, Warriors over the Cavs. Last night in Game 2, the NBA Final Golden State's up two games to none. Or what they have on their jerseys last night? The town? The town. What is that? I guess it's to combat the land. It's the land versus the town. I yes. like the town in this one. Uh, last night when they announced J.R. Smith... He got a standing ovation. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that meme where people were re in, like creating the J.R. Smith rebound? And oh, the kid yeah. just takes it like to the point, <laughs> off the court, down the street. And it's, on and the highway. His buddy's following him, doing the LeBron the whole time. He's on the highway. What are you doing, he's, man? In a, he's in a store. He's like walking through Walmart, yeah. dribbling. What do you think of what James did in response? He's taking a little heat for that. What, walking up the podium? Which no, the, throwing his hands out. Oh, that? Melting down in the Of course he did. Go back up and win the game or yeah. call a timeout. I don't, I don't blame him at all, man. He scored I don't either, 50 yeah. in that game. I think, you know, it, I think if you're criticizing that, you're looking for reasons to criticize. I'll criticize what LeBron was wearing. Yeah. I mean, those shorts, shorts thing ain't working. Uh, no. Then again, if you're him, do you care if we think it works? No, not at all. Mm-mm. Probably not too yeah. much. I think I'll wear this today. Hey, you don't like it? Do you see how much that outfit cost? $45,000. Wow. That's how much, the, that's what the price tag was on that shorts suit outfit. Imagine if he got the pants. <laughs> He's like, $50,000 for a suit. That's crazy. They're like, well, we, we can cut the pants and have it. Save five grand. He's like, do it. They're like, we were, we were kidding. Like, do it. It's Randy Bauman and the DV Morning Show along with Bill Crawford uh, here in the studio. Val will have news at the top of the hour. And now that we're past Memorial Day weekend, Three Rivers Arts Festival is kicked off. We are officially kind of in summertime here. Although, I heard there because of the snow days that a lot of schools are still going through this week. Yep. 
Yeah, my kid's last day is June 19th. Oh, my God. They're going that yeah. far. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm happy. <laughs> I wish there were more days to make up. <laughs> we can just keep making them up for like, them. Like, guys, can't we just, like, I don't know. Can't we just do, like, there's going to be snow days next year. Why don't we put those in now? <laughs> add an extra 10, 20 days? Well, over the weekend, I mean, it was a big weekend for Kennywood, too. Huge. And they had the 50th anniversary of yeah. the Thunderbolt. Yeah, this is the 50th anniversary this season, I believe, this whole season, because the Thunderbolt was built uh, in 1968. And really, it was already the Pippin at the time. I think the Pippin was built in 1924 and mm-hmm. went to 1967 and then they added to the track and it became the thunderbolt well site of one of my favorite moments of all time in the uh kennywood memories documentary next gino oils the tracks of the thunderbolt by hanging over the front of the roller coaster while it's moving which can also be dangerous like this morning, when Gino falls forward and gets run over by the Thunderbolts. Pause. You alright, Gino? Yeah. You sure you're alright? Yeah. Next, Gino tests the laser loop to make sure the steel coaster's speed is fast enough to make it around the loop. This morning, however, Brian has set the speed too slow for Gino's test run, and he falls out of the loop's peak of 60 feet. <laughs> you alright, Gino? Yeah. You sure you're alright? Yeah. After an ice pack and a few Tylenol, Brian and Gino test the safety and speed of the bumper cars. Gino walks out onto the track to make sure the surface isn't too slippery and Brian repeatedly rams him in the knees into the wall with a bumper car. You all right, Gina? Yeah. You sure you're all right? Yeah. Next, Gino puts on the Kenny the Kangaroo outfit, and Brian hits him repeatedly with a sledgehammer. (laughs) You all right, Gina? Yeah. Sure you're all right? Yeah. Then Brian drags Gino from the back of Kennywood's famous train. You alright, Tina? Yeah. You sure you're alright? Yeah. (laughs) And finally, Brian dips Gino's head into the boiling hot fryers of the potato patch. You alright, Gino? Yeah. You sure you're alright? Yeah. Can we switch places tomorrow? TV Morning Show, Bon Jovi. We're supposed to have Richie Sambora this week. I think we're going to be talking with Richie on the show. Jesus. Wow, just lit up. Whoa. You would have thought somebody told me Joe Manganello was going to be on the show. <laughs> uh, is, he, is he on the phone? He's not going to be in studio. Yeah, he's he? going to be on the phone. Okay. Not sure what he's promoting. Well, he's got a new record out with his girlfriend. Oh, that'll go good. Orianthe. Like when Richie Blackmore did the album of medieval <laughs> folk songs <laughs> on a lute because his hot girlfriend wanted to record that stuff. And he's like, sure. I'm leaving Deep, uh, Deep Purple, everybody. Everyone's going, what are you doing, Richie? And he's like, uh, my wife's hot, and uh, that's what she wants to do. So that's what if- I'm doing. I heard Santana was getting lit up because he brought his wife out to do, was it the National Anthem yesterday? Well, I, don't, I didn't oh, see did anything he? about that. At the basketball game? Is that what it was? 
I mean, everybody knows what Joe, Yoko what, what happened did to there? John's music. She played with him last year, too. And people are pissed about it? <laughs> like, why? Was she not that good? No, she's, uh, she was a dra- uh, drummer for Lenny Kravitz. It's been like an annual occurrence because the Warriors keep playing in the final. So she's talented. I don't know why people get mad. It's just because Santana's like star is so big, probably. That's weird. His wife is the drummer for Lenny Kravitz? At one point. I'm not sure if she still is, but yeah. The, ch- the chick with the afro yeah. back in the day. Oh, yeah. She was... She's pretty badass. Jack White's uh, drummer this past uh, weekend, for those who saw, he has a kick-ass drummer right now, uh, female drummer, whose name escapes me. Damn it, I'm so sorry. I can't remember the name of this. You didn't get out there to X-Fest? I did not. I stuck pretty close to home this weekend. Yeah, because you're rebuilding your entire home again. We're rebuilding. We had a dog that had surgery. It's, you know, just sticking close to home for a little bit. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And freaking snakes eating my baby birds. Yeah. That's not cool. I'm so pissed. Carla Azar is the drummer for Jack White. Um, yeah, you had snakes uh, infiltrating your. Uh, yeah. You don't. You don't have a plane on your property, but pretty soon you might have snakes. <laughs> might. Snakes in your camper. Uh oh my god! These I would mother effing snakes in my mother effing yard. Yeah, we've seen a huge black snake twice since Friday, and so- I had a baby bird. The robin, remember I told you I had a robin's nest? Yeah. There were three eggs in there, and one of them had hatched. Uh Uh-huh. And after the snake appeared again yesterday in the rafters of the porch. In the rafters? Yeah, it was climbing, like, right along where the porch and the house connect. Ugh. I'm like, huh, I haven't seen the mother robin around here for a couple of days. It must be too much activity. Our plumber was there working. He got up and looked in the nest. Totally empty. No. No baby bird, no eggs, no eggshells. Uh, Nothing. Was the snake just flossing over in the corner? <laughs> with the I hate tail? snakes. That son of uh, a bitch. There are so many. <laughs> that was funny. There's so many black snakes out this year, it uh, seems like. On Montour Trail, I've seen a bunch of them. Why is that? And they're huge. Huge. This one was like four feet long. The plague. It is the end of times. <laughs> this is what not, it is. You're not Snakes allowed to kill back. them. Serpents. Right? I don't know. You're allowed to kill them. You're are you allowed suppo- to kill a black suppo- snake? You're not supposed to. Well, they, you know, they eat mice and... Yeah, they eat... The, it's part of the ecosystem. Uh, yeah, well, go mm. eco in the woods. Don't What's the snakes' uh, yeah, natural predator? Yourself. What eats snakes? Hawks. Hawks do? We've definitely yes. seen snakes that had, like, they were ripped up a little that we think a hawk got it. There was a hawk in our yard... And it was so big, and I had seen a snake in our yard the day before, and I was like, oh, my God, I hope that hawk got the snake. Yeah. Is your house, like, Circle sponsored by Mutual of Omaha? <laughs> <laughs> Just a wild, Val Porter's Wild Kingdom going on? <laughs> I see more. Safari I rides? swear to God, I've seen more snakes at my house than deer, I think. Maybe they're eating the snakes, or the snakes are eating the deer. <laughs> yeah, they can do that. I've seen it. I'd be fine with that. Probably not the black snakes. No, I don't think that those ones. Black snake won't bite you, though, right? My neighbor got bit by one. Shut up. He grabbed it by the tail and it whipped around and nailed him right in the hand. Have well, you seen that neighbor in a know. while? <laughs> I don't know. Checked his house. No bed. No nothing. Yeah. Did he turn into the I don't think, dreamscape snake man? I don't think they have fangs like rattlers. What did he bite him? What did he gum him? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google gum, right gum. now. Do black snakes have teeth? I got gummed by a snake. Oh, how much did that uh, cost? What? 
What, uh, what do you have next there, Valerie? Are you Googling snake's teeth? Oh, <laughs> Googling snake's teeth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about um, how Game of Thrones is trying to prevent leaks, which uh, maybe Donald Trump should try this. But, yeah, right. Because they're yeah. worried about a lot of leaks Get George at the George R. R. Martin on the staff. All right. Uh, and uh, also, tomorrow on the show, just to let you know, Sean Casey will be live in studio. Well, we made it through the Kenny Chesney weekend here in Pittsburgh. A lot of people wondered whether or not we were going to be able to survive that concert weekend that we just had, which was brutal. If you own one of those lots down there, you're making so much money. So much. I, I, my, my sister and, and my brother-in-law went down, and they said tickets to park, it was $100, $75. You can't park. You couldn't park anywhere around there for under 50 Right. So that maybe makes people act a little more behaved. Also, you're making so much. Like, if I own one of those lots, I'll clean it up. Okay? I'll, For 100 bucks. I yeah. got this. 100 bucks. It's okay. Spot. Don't worry about it. You guys, we're all set. Take a dump in a natty ice box. <laughs> oh. I got that covered. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Uh, that was the other thing I think they did was increase the amount of porta potties and stuff that people yep. had available on the North Shore. That, Just going to say that. Not to mention there's 50 chain restaurants down there now with bathrooms that didn't used to be there. <laughs> that is a good point. That's right. So so many options. If if you do that in a in a uh, beer box now. That's preference, I but think. That's why I think you probably had upwards of you know sixty five thousand people on the North Shore, not just the forty five thousand ticket holders in attendance. Yeah, I, I would guess you had a lot closer to a sold out Steeler game and then some down there. The parking lot pictures are great. Plus the the arts festival, people probably wandered over. Oh yeah, just to see it because now it's a it's a spectacle. It's a freak show. Yeah. Poor arts festival getting poured on again. It, I think that anybody who displays at the arts festival or attends just assumes it's going to rain. <laughs> yes. As it does every year. We tried every to go to the opera year. last night and it poured right when it was starting. I mean, just the skies yeah. went black and it was those huge raindrops, 20 minutes of pouring rain. And then it just. What did they drizzled. do? Did they cancel it? They postponed it until eight. It was supposed to start at 7 30. And they postponed it till eight. And at that point, we were stuck in the rain and kind of felt like, all right, well, we tried. Yeah. You know, because you know how when you push through and you're like, no, we're here and we're going to do it. Rain be damned. And you go and you eat a soggy elephant ear and you're standing <laughs> on the cement with Ew. 400 other people. <laughs> if soggy elephant ear is, <laughs> is a euphemism that, that, that fits somewhere in your sexual lexicon. I I think that's what you get after you've been at the beach too long. <laughs> Soggy elephant ear in the water. Oh, yeah, I don't know whether to be pruny. whether to feel bad for you or be impressed. All right, what do you <laughs> what do you have? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Danielle Dozier. It's 59 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. According to a new study, more people than ever are using marijuana before, during, and after they engage in athletic activities. 
Weed has become a part of working out, including hiking and running, and has even found a place in team sports. Seems some workout warriors are catching a buzz before hitting the gym because it helps them feel more present when they are pumping iron, doing a class, or hitting the treadmill. It also plays a role in pain management, helping people recover with less agony. The national- I, I just I can't imagine smoking weed and going to the gym. I just, People do it all I know. the time. I know. I just for me, the gym I go to, it just it wouldn't work. I'd walk in and be like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> so I always have to wait for a machine. It's just too packed. Yeah, mine's not. Like, I think if you're going to do that, you got to be going to one of those gyms where there's hardly anybody in there. Yeah, I go to Curves. And you can, <laughs> can kind of zone out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go to Curves and I zone out. That's what I do. You go to Curves. Hi, Estelle. <laughs> Hi, Rhoda. Or you got to go to Planet Fitness where there's a lunk alarm in case, you know, so there's minimal amounts of meatheads. I like that. No, but there are people in uh, in my gym where they, like the locker room will s- smell like someone clearly just blew down a joint. Really? Yeah. And they, like, I think guys that lift weights do it a lot. It helps them kind of concentrate and like focus. I don't know. I had a buddy who swore by it. He was a marathon runner, and he swore by it. Like it, hmm. he said, it really helped him get in the zone. But I would have thought it would like that's the last thing you'd want to do to your lungs before you right. put twenty six right. miles on it. But uh, you know, he said it helped him a lot. I I couldn't even imagine that. See, the locker room at my gym smells like soggy elephant ears, <laughs> so I don't go in there. My, the locker room in my uh, gym has a toilet that has been out of order for about a year and a half, and the door has been locked. <laughs> On the stall the entire time with a sign on it that says out of order. Someone opened it a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh no. I took a picture of it. No. Yeah. Why? I was going to send it to you because I always. Tell Why? Them. Why would you do that? Ruin my day. <laughs> the toilet that has been sitting there. And I think some people, I think someone broke it down because they had to use it. They're like, I don't care. <laughs> Broken. Unlock that door. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but I don't know. In terms of like, uh, uh, you know, pot use when you're working out and stuff, I'm sure there are some sort of benefits beyond the less agony part. I like that, though. <laughs> How about that was worded? They're in less agony. Right. I'm still in agony. <laughs> still some. <laughs> but, but, but just Agree. less. <laughs> the National Spelling Bee was last week, and Google just released the most commonly misspelled words in every state this year based on how many people Googled how to spell and however they managed to spell the word. Most common misspelled word, beautiful. Beautiful. B-E-A-U-tiful. Yes. Number one in 11 states, beautiful is misspelled. The second most common, and why anybody would be spelling this on a regular basis, I have no idea, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That doesn't make sense. I typed in how to spell on this computer over here, Mm -hmm. and the Google search came up with canceled was the first one. Well, that is... Beautiful Beautiful was the second one. That is one of the most misspelled words. Canceled? Canceled. Resume, sincerely, and schedule. Oh, my God. When we were in high school, this dude, this dude was... Uh, God bless him. I'm sure he didn't end up being a scholar in college, but he was like, <laughs> did you guys get your shadoles? And we were like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, the shadoles for classes? I'm like, your schedule? Have you never wow. heard the word said before? No. Even? 
I thought he was Jewish, and there was like a <laughs> yeah. that was like a thing. Yeah, you. It's uh, it's time for our shadol. This yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> Did you go to shul? Yeah, I got my shadol. <laughs> going to shul. A uh, couple fashion notes for you guys. There's a new line of Crocs being made with tube socks built in. They're for those selling, of you who have completely given up, that's what LeBron's going to wear in Game Three. Well, they're selling for 140 bucks a pair. Come on. They go on sale next week at alfienewyork.com, and Nike is releasing fanny pack sandals. It it looks like this, you know, the shower sandals? Yeah. And it's got, you know, the strap across your foot is like a fanny pack. They haven't really released a, a release date or a price for that, but I Man. would guess probably like the Crocs, a hundred and some dollars. Fanny pack sandals. <laughs> fanny pack sandals. <laughs> like the leader of Vietnam or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're having a summit with fanny pack sandal. <laughs> Kim Jong-un, fanny pack sandal. Look, I, I told you guys, I've been battling, like, not getting a fanny pack for a long time. Come on, give in, Bill. I did. Oh, good. I bought one. Wait, did, bought you, one. did you buy the big old school one no. or the runner's no, no, kind? No, no, no. I, I got the runner's yeah, kind. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah. I don't have... I don't have the balls but- that you need to wear those old school fanny packs. I still have one. I just packed it up. My I dad has like balls. a snakeskin leather one. Oh, nice. <laughs> snakeskin. I mean, so funny. come on. Let's. I know uh, Sarah Tiana has a fanny pack. Yes. Let's bring back the pack. I am all for it. Hands-free everything. I mean, I hate stuff in my pockets. Yes. I just can't stand it. I'm getting phantom calls on my thigh all day. <laughs> that can't be good. No. It's really bad. Sarah Tiana, who's going to be part of the DVE Comedy Festival. Yeah. I wear fanny packs all the time. Do you? Uh, yeah. I've been wearing fanny Wonderful. packs forever. They're so great. And yep. now they have really cool. They Hands make cool. Free. Yeah. Oh, man. You can shop double fisting. That's right. Uh, I'm not, I probably shouldn't have. Okay. That was a phrase. You know, was... don't let Sid Bream hear that. Right. No. Uh, but let me. I, so I wear them all the time. And I went to Scotland. I love wearing them when I travel because then you can put all your documents in there. Yeah. And I didn't realize that the the word fanny in the UK means something else. It means the P word. You know, uh. like the lady parts, but the slang lady parts word that's yeah. like a dirty P so word. So like, like the, meow the, meow. Like the front yeah. the front like fanny. The front yeah. Well I didn't realize that. And so I'm going through customs. <laughs> And the guy's like, passport, please. And I'm like, let me dig it out of my fanny. Right? <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm just like shoving my hand down. He can't see anything from, he's seeing my shoulders up. And I'm like pulling other things out. I'm like, ugh, it's like, you can just fit everything in here. <laughs> I'm literally saying all of the bad things. I'm like, ugh, how did that get in there? Different. For three days, I had no idea. I'm saying, like, Saying that word, let me dig it out of my fanny at Starbucks, like everything. <laughs> Nobody got wide eyes. It was like my way of making fun of the way I w- that the fact that I was wearing a fanny pack. Yeah, you were <laughs> like, oh. you have to address it. You go like, look, I know I'm a nerd. <laughs> let me dig it out of this fanny. fancy fanny here. <laughs> it's new. It's brand new. I just got it. <laughs> you know, like you literally, if you say it, once you realize the context, you're like, every single thing I've said is horrifying. That's right. <laughs> I can't fit another thing in there. Oh, my God. It is stuff. (laughs) Anyway, I keep my lunch in there now. (laughs) Very convenient. Sarah Tiana will be part of the DV Comedy Festival. And uh, I heard that she might be hanging around for the weekend, too. So uh, of those other shows on the DV Comedy Fest, 
Saturday, we have the Doug Benson podcast, Doug Loves Movies, and Burt Cast. Burt Kreischer is going to be recording his podcast, Burt Cast, live from the Rex Theater. Both those shows at the Rex, a 420 start for Doug Loves Movies, a 9 o'clock start for Burt Cast, and those tickets are available at TicketFly.com as soon as they get their crap together and stop uh, <laughs> the Russians the Russians who have taken Packed. over the damn TicketFly. Well, I think uh, the machine is going to have to call in his his guys in Russia. <laughs> yeah, man. And get them right. to rectify this. Call Igor. Yeah, but as soon as that's up and running, it was supposed to be up and running this morning, and then we logged on and it was down again. So uh, sorry for that. So hopefully they're up and running soon, and you'll be able to secure your tickets for day two of the DVE Comedy Fest. So when somebody cancels plans on you, how do you feel? Great. So good. <laughs> so happy. Oh. Well, you would be in the minority, but 22% of people are usually relieved. 53% bummed out. It depends what they are. I mean, you know. Not for me. Um, For me, it's pretty (laughs) much any plans uh, at all, ever. (laughs) If somebody cancels on me, I feel like we're playing a game of chicken. Who's going to cancel first? I really don't want to be the one. If you do it. Wow, this is awesome. If you have kids, it's probably easier to cancel. Yeah. You can but always... you don't want to go to that well too too often. A friend of mine I've been supposed to meet for dinner at, we've been trying to go to um, Dinette over on the East End forever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's literally going on like nine weeks now where every week we're like, how about Tuesday? How about Wednesday? Tuesday works. You know what? And it just Tuesday's never, bad. ever, like, we're Schedules like, yep, let's do that. Align. Then I was up. I can't do that. Oh, I'm out of town. Okay, next one. Oh, I can't do that. Event. Push it two weeks ahead. Yeah, sometimes that just happens. But eventually you just give up. Yeah, usually. Uh, every woman has gone to sleep without washing off their makeup. Uh, here's a story that you might might make you stop doing that. There's a 50-year-old woman in Australia who never washed off her mascara before she went to bed. She did it for about 25 years before she started having some serious pain in her eyes. When she went to the doctor, they found the mascara buildup had created a bunch of permanent black lumps embedded in her Ah. eyelids. She needed surgery to have the lumps removed, but even though they're gone now, she wound uh, wound up with scarring on both her eyelids and her corneas. And they say it's never going to go away, and if doctors hadn't treated it when they did, she eventually would have gone blind. Ooh, that's just gross. So wash off your mascara. Yeah, my uh, my Every daughters night. had a dance recital yesterday, and it was like the first time in their life that they've ever put on real makeup, mm-hmm. which I wasn't happy about. But then my daughter was like, oh, my, my eyes really hurt, and I started to get like, so happy i was like maybe she'll be allergic to makeup you know this could, this could be awesome this could really work out because you know i just it's too young and, oh yeah uh, but they wiped it off like almost immediately after they were done and it was a really i couldn't have been happier yeah more than any other show in history game of thrones has had to deal with embarrassing hacks and leaks in which details about the show have gone public before episodes air So knowing this, the producers of the show are going to great lengths to protect themselves during this final season. Last season, actors who were filming had some of their lines fed to them in an earpiece. They didn't even get to rehearse them. They didn't see the lines, so there was no paper trail. That's stupid. This time around, scripts are written and displayed on tablets, but as soon as the scene is done filming, the script (laughs) self-destructs, so it can't be shared. Wow. Good thing they're not taking themselves too seriously. This is the kind of stuff that makes me not want to catch up on it. 
Well, you were never going to anyways, because it's too daunting. If you go past four seasons on something, yeah, it's over. There's like seven or eight seasons of this thing. Too much. It's too much. In their hour-long episodes, yeah. how many episodes per season? Intense. I don't know. Probably 10, 12. I can do it. You still haven't watched Godless yet, have you? No. That's good. And I don't want to watch the Jason Bateman one. Ozark? Yeah. Ozark oh, that is, one is great. Ozark is pretty good. Why don't you want to watch it? I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of him. Oh. I need I need new faces it's on my It's really TV. good. I can't. I hope the second season starts soon. I watched Wild Wild Country again. Oh, that's the, about the bag one? I have to tell you what I did do. Bag one Vrajnishi. You know how the Godfathers are on Netflix now? Uh, I hadn't seen Godfather 3 in forever. So I just put it on, and then anytime I had five or ten minutes to watch TV, I'd watch more of the Godfather. So I got through. It's only like, I don't think it's even a two-hour movie. I'm not even sure. Um, but I got through it uh, the other day. Like when it I don't was raining. remember anything from that one. I just remember that I hated it. Yeah. So I wanted to remember why I hated it. And I watched it because maybe I was wrong. Maybe it was reactionary. And I watched it again. It's so bad. It's it's terrible in everything except for there are three scenes that are shot beautifully. And Coppola does like the big stuff so well. Like the the parade down Mulberry Street is, you know, mm-hmm. so awesome. The one where Joey Zaza, Zaza gets shot. And um, Spoiler alert. the uh, <laughs> opera at the end, all of that, you know, it's very well produced and directed and all that but the story is god awful and they waited 20 years to make it didn't it, they winona 18 winona Ryder was supposed to be mary the daughter and she showed up at the set and had a nervous breakdown she was dating johnny depp and johnny depp was going to do edward scissors hands and he <laughs> wanted her to go do edward scissor hands and so she's freaking out and everyone's like He's really being cruel to her, and she quit the movie to go do Edward Scissorhands. And so then they were kind of stuck without somebody, and Coppola's like, no, my daughter will do it. She clearly was not ready to do it. Like, mm-hmm. no way should she have been cast, and she's horrible in it. I mean, she went on to become a great and important filmmaker, but my God, was she terrible as an actress yeah. when she was a 19-year-old kid. It's hard to imagine that leaving a Francis Ford Coppola set to go do Edward Scissorhands was a good idea, <laughs> a good career move, but it actually was. They asked Robert Duvall to be in the movie. The original script of Godfather 3 was supposed to be Tom Hamilton. Hamilton? Is that his name? What, what was the guy's last name? That sounds right. And maybe that is it. I don't, all right, so I don't know. They just called him Tom. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to be an FBI informant who was going to bring down the family finally. They had something on him, and it was going to be this thing where he was setting up Michael Corleone. So the, they meet with him, and, and uh, they offer him a million bucks. Now, they're paying Diane Keaton a million eight, and they're paying Al Pacino five. So Duvall goes, if you're paying Pacino five, I want five. Because I'm in this movie just as much yeah. as him. It's about me versus him. And they go, nope, you'll get a million bucks, and we'll write you out. And he goes, all right, we'll write me out of it. So they write him out of it, and they totally redo the movie. And they asked Duvall about it, and he said, uh, yeah, no, I don't regret it. All The only reason anybody was doing it was for money. So why wouldn't I just try to get the most amount of money possible? That was not for artistic reasons. You know, That was not a, a project that I wanted to be a part of because I thought it, like, it, 
you know, enhance the story in any way, shape, or form. Right. It's so bad. And the other question I have is this, and you Catholics out there might be able to help me, but you know that Godfather 3 is a lot about the Pope, and it's about John Paul I, who was, if you remember, when we were little kids, hey, we got a new Pope, and then like 10 days later, like, the Pope died, and everyone's like, what? Yeah, we got another Pope, John Paul Deuce. <laughs> we're like, really? No, he looks just like the first one. You won't even know. <laughs> so when they ask him, Cardinal Lucchese, in the movie, they go, congratulations, you're the Pope. You know, Simon Cowell's there, I think. And... <laughs> <laughs> they say, what do you want to be named? And he goes, John Paul I. And I was thinking, that's presumptuous. <laughs> How do you know anybody's going to want to be the second? Do you immediately, uh, do you name somebody, you know, when you have a kid, do you name him senior? Like, no. no. That only uh, happens retroactively, right. I thought. So then the rest of the movie, like they're showing uh, newspaper clips from Immobiliare. And they're the, the takeover, the whole Michael Corleone, really hard to understand business transaction that's going on. Another reason why that movie's terrible. But the papers are calling him John Paul I. Is that how they do that? I don't know. I don't know, but it is bad. It's a terrible movie, and it stinks because it could have been great. I actually think the FBI informant thing would have been a, a pretty good story to watch. Definitely. Yeah. With the amount of dirt he had on that family. But Robert the, Duvall is the story so reminds me of like it was like a Lifetime Network movie. Mm. It's so, so bad. Dumb. The kissing cousins. The cousins are going at it. They have a forbidden love. Really dumb. They Just have an unnecessary film. And he turned in from you know being Michael Corleone, who was that stoic like general who you were terrified of his like the steely gaze he had, and you know he seemed like sociopathic, but like. So competitive, and they turn him in like he's joking around every once in a while. You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden he's like, "Son of a woman, Pacino and hey, stuff." <laughs> I might start doing stand up. Maybe I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for our next Godfather? <laughs> Uh, finally, a campaign underway to co-name a stretch of the New York City street where Electric Lady Studios is located after Jimi Hendrix. Backers of the move are asking fans to sign a petition to co-name a portion of West 8th Street in Greenwich Village, Jimi Hendrix Way. New York City has a long-standing tradition of awarding honorary street names to several of its famous residents, although many recording studios have closed due in part to the digital recording revolution electric lady has so far survived cooler chance of rain today low 70s for the high much less humid as well it's 58 at dve dve sports mike pursuit's fee is nothing he's got sports for you right now on dve the king gave up a grand slam in the bottom of the first yesterday in st louis on his ninth pitch of the game Thereafter, the story in St. Louis became whether or not the Pirates would get a hit against Michael Waka. They did eventually. Uh, pinch hitter Colin Moran singled the lead off the ninth. I saw Cardinals fans bitching about that. They go, come on, how are you going to ruin his, his no-hitter? You had eight innings to get a hit. Now you do it? Wound up with two on the day in uh, what became a 5 nothing loss. To the Cardinals, uh, Kingham ended up going five innings, four hits, four runs, three of them earned, one walk and five strikeouts. Not horrible on his part considering the way the game started, and that grand slam was preceded in part by a ground ball that should have been a double play, and Sean Rodriguez made an error, so that loaded the bases with nobody out instead of second and third, one out, or, or runner on third, one out. 
two outs. I'll get it right. Um, he pitched it a little tough luck. He also gave up a grand slam. But he was at least able to give the Pirates some innings thereafter, which is a good sign for a young pitcher. Walker was brilliant. Uh, just the one hit allowed, two walks and eight strikeouts. He wins his seventh straight and improves to 7-1 and on the year. Kingham's 2-2. Two and two. The Pirates are 30-29 and 29 and have lost 12 out of 16. Oof. They're off today, and they'll open a three-game series with the Dodgers on Tuesday night at PNC Park. Joe Musgrove, your scheduled starter Tuesday night. The stopper. Wonder if that's enough to create a little buzz. Probably not. <laughs> not when you've lost 12 out of 16. No. I love Joe, though. So Big fan. Probably another uh, packed audience of eleven or 12,000 coming up on Tuesday night to see Musgrove. He pitches hard. He slides hard. He's Joe Musgrove. They only win when he starts. Austin Meadows won for four yesterday, uh, following up his National League Rookie of the Month for May award that was announced over the weekend. Uh, Meadows getting that honor despite playing just 13 games in the month of May. The Stanley Cup final resumes tonight in Washington, D.C. It's the Capitals with a two games to one lead on the Vegas Golden Knights after a 3-1 victory in Game 3 on Saturday night. Alex Ovechkin opened the scoring with another goal, his 14th of the postseason. That ties Winnipeg's Mark Scheifele for the playoff lead. Ovechkin is two points behind teammate Evgeny Kuznetsov for the scoring lead in the NHL postseason. Kuznetsov had a goal and assist. In Game 3, he's got 27 points. Ovechkin has 25 points, and in the estimation of his head coach, Barry Trotz, Alex Ovechkin has never been better than he's been in this current postseason. You've seen different levels of, of Ovi. I, I think this is the most complete level that you've seen of Ovi, and, and there's no question that I, I think his, his level of commitment on both sides of the puck uh, his level of commitment in, in the hard areas is his, his level of commitment to impose his will, and he's a hard man to stop. And he's imposing his will on on, on, on individuals, uh, and he's leading the right way. And uh, he's excited. You could tell emotionally he's totally invested. Uh, you could probably do a documentary just on the different emotions that he's had through this, all these. Uh, these series and uh it's it's actually great to see you know in this game where you know we sometimes become a little bit muted because of things that are said or or taken out of context sorry people but they are um and to see a guy just leave his emotions out there i think that's refreshing to you people and to to the human spirit so um i i think it's a, it's a really uh it's really interesting to see how Emotionally, when you're invested the way he is and, and how much it means to him, how, how much you can, you can have an effect on the game. You know, I've heard Alex Ovechkin described a lot of ways in 13 years. That's the first time I ever heard anyone reference him as refreshing to the human spirit. <laughs> but he's right. I think Trotz that's subjective. Right. It, it is, but <laughs> he has been uh, ever-present in this Final He's in been particular. a leader. And the, the shots of him reacting to stuff are as entertaining to me as what he's doing on the ice. Just whether it's a goal or uh, that the save. The hope he saved, the, yeah. Just his head in his hands. He oh, my God, did head. that just happen? Yeah. Or he's hugging four guys at once on the bench when the Caps score. And 
Uh, he's blocking shots. He's making plays defensively down low in the slot. He's competing his ass off. And they're getting a uh, flurry. And they're getting a flurry. This is the postseason of Alex Ovechkin so far. But uh, 2-1 it ain't over yet. It's not over yet in the NBA either, but it's looking like uh, it's going to be a short series. Golden State up two games to none on Cleveland after a 122-103 win in Game 2 last night. Uh, LeBron James uh, only had 29 points after his 51-point explosion in Game 1. Steph Curry uh, had an NBA Finals record nine threes on the way to 33 points. Telling you, that J.R. Smith (laughs) stupid bonehead play at the end of Game 1 is going to be legendary. It's going to be the drive. I don't know what it's going to be called. The idiot. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, they got the drive and the fumble. I mean, add this to the list. The dribble? Yeah. It's not bad for spitballing. He's got a timeout, right? Yeah, they have a timeout. Even out. if he doesn't want to go back up and try to win the game. Right, yeah, just take it right back up and either score or get fouled. Well, you can't do that when you think you're up already and you're trying to keep the ball away from the other team and drain the clock. And that's just... Well, he did a good job of that. He at least executed what he thought he was... DBE Morning Show. We were talking earlier about the hard-to-spell words, the most often misspelled or Googled how-to-spell Canceled is one of them. People really had a hard time with canceled. I think it's the one L or two L's. Yeah. I would get eliminated in the first round of a spelling bee. The first round. These kids are smelling spelling words I've never heard of. I always screw up separate. Yeah, me too. I always spell S-E-P-A. Oh, wait. Is it S-E-P-E? And then I just hope my phone picks up whatever I'm spelling. (laughs) Right. Or just choose a different word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Remember that Greg Warren bit about that? Uh, Sapirit? <laughs> I'm going to keep your uh, your resume Sapirit from the rest of the resumes, Mr. Warren. Um, well, with last week's National Spelling Bee coming to a close, we thought it was only fitting that we paid tribute to the one Pittsburgh kid who was in it. Your word is roundabout. Repeat it, please. Roundabout. 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 <laughs> roundabout. Round. Roundabout. About. Roundabout. Roundabout. Could you use a sentence? Instead of walking here directly, we took a roundabout path. Well, that was stupid of you. Pardon me? <laughs> Why don't you just take the quickest way to get there? Everybody's all gussied up, ready to eat. You're making them wait. Your word is roundabout. Could you repeat it one more time? Roundabout. One more time. Roundabout. Okay, now spell it. R. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Almost had you. I, I swear, I, I thought I had you. I'm afraid I'm going to have to insist that you spell it now. You want me to spell yes. it? Yes. I T. It. Right <laughs> up. I'm just pulling your leg. Come on. Right about. R O U N D A B O U T. Correct. That was Kate Poindexter. I was about some a little more challenging next time. Maybe some with the Greek derivation. This Anglo stuff's for the kids on a short bus. You know what I mean? It's the DV Morning Show. John Jett will be out at the Key Bank Pavilion this September. When? Is it September? July. 
Same thing. Really net close. Mm. <laughs> uh, with sticks and Tesla. I can't remember the date. If you give me a second, I'll get it. I will. Sticks um, and Tesla. That's a pretty sick lineup. Well, you have to have a good lineup to get people to go out to that place. I that's mean, true. If you don't, ha- if you don't pile on the uh, the hit makers, it's and it seems to be those kind of tours are happening a lot more because over the last few yeah, years, got to have a, a lot of power on those uh, lineups. And I think a lot of people our age remember it worse than it actually was. So we have this trauma about the parking lot. There. It's the parking lot. July seventeenth. Oh, July seventeenth. It's the drive, and it's the parking lot. Both of them suck. Then there's nothing wrong with the venue. It's no, just, the venue's awesome. I remember know. I was an intern when that opened. Really? Yeah. Two shows with Billy Joel. What was it originally? It was Starlake, right? Yeah, Starlake Amphitheater. And the first night, people missed the show because nobody knew how to get. It was like so the traffic was so bad, and people didn't know how to navigate. Oh, that. Uh, oh, yeah, because that parking lot is so massive. Traffic was backed up on what a twenty-two thirty. Is mm-hmm. that it? Uh, I heard Dave Matthews move fairly quickly mm-hmm. on Friday. Um, well, now people kind of know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, it's a well-oiled machine. Yes. Demarius Randall, now up to 2 million retweets on his tweet. If the Cleveland Cavaliers win the 2018 NBA Finals, I'll buy everyone who retweets us a jersey. Now. It's a pretty safe bet. Uh, it wasn't at the time he made it. I mean, he made it on May 28th, and... It's looking better and better. <laughs> it is, but let's say something happened. I mean, he's right now looking at a price tag of $77 million. Ooh. <laughs> That's the, the the $20 version, I think. Like the, the knockoff jersey way yes. for him to get out of this is still $77 million. Guys, we had to go to Gabe's. So <laughs> I don't think he's going to have to worry about it. It actually says LeBrunt. <laughs> there you go. We tried to go to the opera last night, and it poured right when it was starting. I mean, just the skies went black, and it was those huge raindrops, and they postponed it till 8. And at that point, we were stuck in the rain and kind of felt like, all right, well, we tried. Yeah. You know? Because you know how when you push through and you're like, no, we're here, and we're going to do it. Rain be damned. And you go and you eat a soggy elephant ear, and you're standing (laughs) on the cement with 400 other people. (laughs) If soggy elephant ear is <laughs> is a euphemism that, that, that fits somewhere in your sexual lexicon, I I think that's what you get after you've been at the beach too long. <laughs> soggy elephant ear in the water. Well, yeah, I don't know whether to be pruny. whether to feel bad for you or be impressed. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Val Porter has your news right now on the DVE Morning Show. Hey, Val, what's going on? Thanks for coming in today. It's good to see you. Is everything all right? Snakes eating your babies? All right, what's going on? Snakes eating your babies. Your baby birds, anyway. Yes, this bastard. I mean, Uh, you got to be a little bit impressed that the snake climbed on top of your house and ate a bunch of birds. I'm very angry. Super cool that he did that. It is impressive. But also horrific. So pissed. Here's the Channel 11 Did he do it like a LeBron? Did he shed half of his skin? And go... <laughs> Here's the Severe Weather Did we Center find out forecast. if they have teeth, by the way? They do have teeth, but not fangs. So they, they have like no fish venom. teeth. Yeah. All fish molars. Teeth. Yeah, you know how fish have teeth? <laughs> like little jagged. That's what they're like. Did you ever see that one fish that has human teeth? 
I don't think so. No, dude, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. There's this fish. When you open its mouth, it's like, hi. It has like Don Knotts' teeth looking at you. I was going to say Gary Busey's teeth. Dude, I'm not kidding. Google fish human teeth. And there you go. Right there. Hit images. And uh, <laughs> Bill, look. Oh, it also. <laughs> Come on, man. That fish has better teeth than me. <laughs> I don't need that in my uh, life right now to yeah. be jealous of a fish with teeth. These these fish have uh, there's some good teeth. It looks like a paku. Uh, apparently, this this fish, the paku, that's what it is. It that's a relative of the piranha. Is it really? Yes. It's causing problems in Arizona. The paku. Don't you remember they found some around here? Did they a really? Paku, yeah. Yeah, they have human teeth. Those fish. God, those teeth are. Some dude Beautiful. in Arizona got bit right in the nards. <laughs> oh. Is that what they eat? Yeah. He said the the guy who's in charge of the Fish and uh, Wildlife Commission in uh, in Arizona said that they had previously only seen ten to twelve of those Paku fish and now they're they're finding them all over the place. So I don't well, know. That's totally normal. Just, you know, fish with human teeth. Val, if the fish with human to- teeth crawls out of the water and eats the snake baby robins oh, oh if he ate the snake that would be awesome circle of life <laughs> right in val's yard just hire elton john to come and sing about your yard <laughs> here is the channel 11 severe weather center forecast brought to us by dormont appliance danielle dozier it's 60 degrees at dve the news is brought to us by the new ppg science pavilion at carnegie science center built to inspire jimmy fallon showing his support for the seniors of marjorie stoneman douglas high school the late night host made a surprise appearance at the parkland florida school's graduation ceremony yesterday he delivered a commencement speech filled with jokes and told all of the graduates they should feel incredibly proud of themselves 17 people were killed at the school in a shooting carried out by a former student on Valentine's Day. Four of the victims who were supposed to graduate this year were also honored at yesterday's ceremony. Former President Bill Clinton says he's never had the chance to give former White House intern Monica Lewinsky a private apology. But he has apologized publicly many times, speaking on NBC's Today. Clinton said the Me Too movement hasn't changed how he sees the sex scandal that rocked his presidency in the 90s, setting events in motion that led to his impeachment. Clinton said he felt terrible at the time and has come to, gri- come to grips with it. Lewinsky recently wrote in Vanity Fair that the Me Too movement has changed how she thinks about sexual harassment and her time in the White House. On much uh, more uh, positive news, uh, much more positive light, Mr. Rogers is coming to our neighborhood. The documentary based on Fred Rogers called Won't You Be My Neighbor opens in select theaters this weekend, including two here in Pittsburgh. You can watch it at the AMC Waterfront in Homestead and the Cinemagic Manor Theater in Squirrel Hill. The documentary about the Latrobe native recently premiered at the 2018 Sundance Film Festival and I had Joe post the trailer on our website, the morning show page at dve.com. It looks incredible. Yeah, I mean, the stars that they got to be involved in this, I mean, I just had no idea just because we grew up. I, I mean, I grew up watching it here thinking it was just a local show. Mm-hmm. Just, just realizing the the national impact that it had has been pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty amazing.
Bare knuckle boxing back in the spotlight. We talked about this last week. The first legal card of bare knuckle boxing in the U.S. in more than a century drew a sold out crowd over the weekend in Cheyenne, Wyoming. A group called Bare Knuckle Fighting Champions put on the 10 bout card. The ringside doctors were almost as busy as the fighters. Seven of the 10 fights ended in a knockout or TKO with physicians <laughs> stopping the fights. Only three went more than three rounds. The first legal bare-knuckle fights in the U.S. since 1989. Also a huge hit on pay-per-view. So organizers say they have plans for as many as five more bare-knuckle events in Wyoming this year, and a handful of other states are interested as well. So I don't know if that will... How are they getting insurance? How are they insuring these fights? No idea. Because... How's the Boxing Commission allowing it to happen? Yeah. I thought it was outlawed. I mean, there hasn't been one since the 1800s. I mean, if people want to sign up for it, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, ha- I remember seeing it. a bare-knuckle boxing match in Lower Frick Park when I was growing up, and it was just two Irish dudes who were not in shape at all. And they just beat the snot <laughs> out of each other. And it was awesome. I don't think it was sanctioned, really. I think it was <laughs> just just a couple of dudes who had, like, a ring. And they were like, hey, you want to fight? Yeah, let's go fight. Well, w- what happened, Joe? Weren't we going to get... Uh, Spatty was involved our, with it. Our fighter on... Uh, remember when we interviewed the guy, the first openly gay boxer in the United States? Oh. Who How could I forget it? On the north side at the Priory a couple Fridays ago. Yeah. Um, turns out things didn't go so well for him. No, what ha- what, the samurai? What happened to samurai? Uh, his publicist said it was just too soon. So. JT, we'll he was still, he was still oh, reeling right from his loss. What ha- no, I, he lost... Unfortunately, not only did he lose, (laughs) he lost in spectacular fashion. Well, would you expect anything else? Complete knockout in 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 the first minute. Oh, Oh. yeah, that's yeah, that's probably too soon. Am I allowed to read the email we got from the guy? You think or no? I mean, because the promoter was like, "Hey, do you guys want to have him on to talk about it?" He's like, uh, "Things didn't go so so good for him." Um. I'm looking up. I'm trying to find this email now. JT, yeah, I can't. I can't find it. He, he apparently took the, took to the ring with much fanfare and then got promptly knocked Whoa, the f out. <laughs> I mean, immediately. That's my bike, punk. Boom. Oh, that didn't sucks. he say he was going to do that? Like, didn't he swear during the interview and say he was going to do that to anybody who challenged him? Yes. Yes. And yeah. he also said one of the most graphic things I've ever heard. On the radio. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, um, that's what he said to get bleeped. Yeah. He said it doesn't matter if I bleep bleep. Yeah. Doesn't matter who I bleep. I can't find the bleep, results bleep. of the ble- bare knuckle fight. Mike Sorley, McSorley, who was the promoter of the fights locally, said of JT the Samurai, I'm sorry to report the debut of Jarrell the Samurai bracket didn't go so well. In fact, it went about as bad as you could possibly imagine. <laughs> After the Samurai talked a ton of trash and was led in the ring by a 6'6 drag queen that looked like Scottie Pippen. <laughs> Brock Willis KO'd the Samurai in one minute of the first round. It was a bad KO. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. JT went pie face into the canvas. I felt <laughs> bad for face. the kid. Oh. Yeah. So poor JT. That <laughs> just the, the 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 image of that though of him just screaming all that trash talk while a Scotty Pippen 
looking oh. uh, drag queen escorted him into the ring, and then ding, wha-bam! <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest parts of the interview for me was like, you know, you're probably making good money doing this boxing thing. He's like, actually, no, not at all. Not making <laughs> like good money bucks. He's like, at all. $200. That's what I'm getting paid. And then paid. Ray was like, well, what are you doing to make money? He's like, actually, I'm doing pornography. Yeah, I do porn. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you must be making money doing that. Actually, no. No, not any money <laughs> at all, really. Not anything. Well, best of luck to JT. Well, Hopefully... He gets them next time. I, I, don't know. I just yeah, like train that. a little harder. There, and I liked it, the fact that the guy came up there from West Virginia and they they like pitted it so that it was going to be like you know some hillbilly dude right. who's like intolerant and and he's just going to go beat up the gay guy or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm actually kind of woke. <laughs> the guy from West Virginia, he's like, I'm just coming up the box. I don't I mean, care if he's gay or not. I am going to beat him up really bad <laughs> and <laughs> he, real quick. He knocked him out in the first minute. Cold. <laughs> I picture him dancing around the ring, like just doing like so much pre pre fight. So do I. Like theatrics. Oh, I bet it was so much funnier in person. Is there a video of this anywhere? Oh my god! What's his name again? JT the Samurai, the Last Samurai. No, poor poor guy. Someone had to have posted it to YouTube. I guarantee you that it's on there somewhere. But all right, well, well keep moving forward, Val. We'll look for it. <laughs> uh, teenagers are done with Facebook. Uh, just three years ago, they said Facebook was their favorite social media platform, but not so much anymore. Uh, here's what they use now: YouTube. That's their favorite social media. I still don't understand this. When it's people crazy. tell me that they listen to songs on YouTube, I I just think it's a clunky platform and like a lyric video. Yeah. I guess if you like some some of the albums will like all be on there, mm-hmm. but this is uh, not our demographic because YouTube for us is like I is a vast wasteland that I always end up rabbit holes. Yeah, in some rabbit hole, and then all of a sudden I'm watching Elliot Yamin audition for American Idol. <laughs> I'm like, why am I watching this? That's this bricklayer from Jersey. Sing soul songs with Inst- a mouthful of teeth. Instagram is where they go after YouTube. Then it's Snapchat. Facebook is fourth. Twitter, Reddit, and other. I'm very. I am. I am very close to doing what? Getting off Facebook and like I know Instagram's the same thing. They own Instagram too. But Facebook keeps. The- a- they keep acting in bad faith. They keep yeah. doing more stuff that is like completely duplicitous. I just don't like the algorithm above all Horrible. else. Yes. If if somebody has a post that's eight years ago and I comment on it, it shows up in your timeline like it just happened. Mm-hmm. My I'm mom was like telling me something. She's like, oh, did you hear so-and-so had a kid? I was like, yeah, mom, they're like 10 now. <laughs> oh, well, I just congratulated them. All right. Well, this is the second story of this type we've done recently. This one involves a guy named Brett Bland who works at a car dealer in League City, Texas. He uh, was not having a good time with his boss over the past few years. Jeremy Pratt is the guy's name, the boss. Brett claims Jeremy would, quote, quote, reinforce dominance over his subordinates by doing things like taunting them, 
pinching their nipples and farting in their offices <laughs> and shutting the door. <laughs> While they were in it? Yes. Uh, uh, he gave them the Dutch them. office? Oh, that is hilarious. Uh, So this all continued to go on for over a year. The boss got fired after he sent a text to several employees with a joke about Brett being a sex offender. But Brett says his other bosses seemed to resent him for getting Jeremy fired. They even let the guy still hang around the dealership after he got canned so he could continue harassing people. So Brett just filed a defamation Uh, suit against Jeremy and the dealership. Listen, it's absolutely hilarious to hear about, but if anybody did that at at this job, like they would they would get beat up. Or at least harassed in a in a very open way. Nipple pinching and farting and (laughs) Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool to do. Not so much. That's some Michael Scott stuff right there. (laughs) Hilarious if it happens at somebody else's office. Right. It's the funniest thing in the world. Or a sitcom. If somebody pinched my nipples, I mean, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't you be just so shocked? You yes. wouldn't even I think so. I don't even yeah. think I could. I'd be like, what? Really, Sean? Why would you do that? <laughs> why, would you, why would you pinch my nips? Janet Jackson is worried about the well-being of her son while he's being watched by his dad. The singer asked police over the weekend to do a welfare check on her one-year-old, Isa, who was in the care of her estranged husband, Wissam Almana. Jackson's brother told Entertainment Tonight she was worried about how he was doing because the nanny called her and told her the dad was acting aggressively. Police reportedly checked up on him and found out that he was okay and told the two to handle things civilly. Roger Daltrey is convinced Pete Townsend has one more great Who album in him. Speaking to Billboard, Daltrey says, quote, We'll be doing something in the very near future, that's for sure. I've always been of the opinion that if Pete really puts his mind to it, he could potentially write his greatest work at this age. He's got that kind of brain that would use his life experience and his musical ability to perhaps come up with his greatest compositions. And the group has been playing so well recently, I think, uh, Pete thinks we have a valid voice in the music business, so who knows? He has all the ability to do it, so let's just hope he can be inspired to do it. End quote. Whose last studio album was Endless Wire in 2006. Daltrey released his first solo studio album in 26 years. Uh, that came out last Friday. It's called As Long As I Have You. And this coming Friday, he starts a month-long tour in which he'll do Tommy on the site of the Woodstock Festival in Bethel, New York. Finally, Rat unveiling a series of U.S. tour dates as speculation mounts a guitarist Warren Demartini may no longer be a band member. The recent tour announcement included the phrase, a new breed of rat, with no mention of Demartini. For ticketing and information, visit Rat's website. No Pittsburgh date. No. No. There's, I, I don't know how many different versions of Rat there Bobby are. Bobby Blotzer has his own. Well, he yeah, he did. Like they, He eventually won the rights to the name, I guess, from what I remember. Now, these guys were going out, and Warren Demartini has been in and out of the band. So Who has know. the best uh, salsa? Because I know Bobby Blotzer had salsa, and <laughs> uh, he had white wine, mm-hmm. or maybe red wine, too. But he brought in white wine and salsa for us one day. It was like yep. Bobby Blotzer's salsa. Yeah. <laughs> I, it came up That's in a Facebook be the memory, thing. and it was like me and you eating chips with Bobby Blotzer's right. salsa and on And drinking it. wine. Like, what the hell is that? But I forgot. <laughs> he had... His own line of stuff. Yeah. That was when all the rock stars of that era started. Like, Joe Perry was putting out all the hot sauces and Michael stuff. Michael Anthony like. has a hot sauce line. What's his Dave hot Ellison, sauce called? I think it's called Mad Anthony. Here's what we need to do tomorrow. We really got to come up with all the rock star food items there are yes. out there. 
Like, I I would love to do a, a segment where we just okay. looked at all of the rock star endorsed food items. Because I'm betting there are some hilarious ones that we don't know about. A couple other guys in Aerosmith have stuff. Like, I think um, Joey, Joey Kramer might have a coffee line, maybe. Some mascara? <laughs> what else? Like that. But I want to see like the. What about do we want to go restaurants because there's Alice Cooper's town? Yeah, that's fine. And the Kiss, whatever their restaurants are. I mean, Kiss just doesn't. There's no point in even having any of the Kiss stuff. If yeah, Kiss has everything. Yes, barbecue sauce probably, for sure. But no, all right, yeah, all that. the hot sauces, barbecue sauces, salsas, because I want to liquors. I know there's like a band that <laughs> has no business having like. A lot. Well, who had cheeses? Didn't somebody have a line of cheeses? Oh, I don't remember that one. A lot of them have booze. Yes. See, that stuff makes sense. I get that. Yeah. Doesn't, isn't there a Grateful Dead line of wines? I don't know if they're Probably. behind it. But... I think there was Jer- Jerry paintings were used for labels on something. My brother-in-law was saying that Kenny Chesney has his own like rum. Why and, he? and they were selling it at the stadium. And they got like uh, this little thing of rum and a little souvenir glass, and it was like eighteen dollars. <laughs> I was like, "That's just that's crazy." Apparently, how much he was cleaning up the escalators uh, mm-hmm. had a big old uh, snafu, like a hillbilly uh, pile up. Yeah, pile up. Oh no! At one point, that's about the worst thing I heard that happened at the Kenny concert, which doesn't seem too bad. No. There's people just forgetting to walk when they got to the bottom of it, I guess. I mean, if you're that hammered and it just felt so good to not move for a little while, you just it's done. Somebody got a sandal stuck in one of them. Exactly. I can't find this Jarrell fight anywhere. Yeah, I got got it. Oh, you got it. No, you don't. You don't not no, Uh, you don't. I'm gonna show you in the commercial break. Do you find it on the dark web? Because I I can't Yeah, the DB morning show. Slip kid who. All right. Joe's going to put up the, uh, the video, the Instagram video, Brock Willis from West Virginia knocking oh. Joe, or knocking the samurai out, JT. Oh, man. Is it, I think Poor it's JT. Jared Brackett, I think was his name. Oof. Uh, it's a one-punch knockout. Yeah. Yeah, it took him a while to get to the mat. Just the <laughs> awkwardness of it. Went to his knees. <laughs> twisted up a little bit. Ba-boom. Pie face. <laughs> All right, Val's got, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, Mike Pursuta with your sports next. Buckos avoid getting, sh- well, they got shut out, but they avoid getting no hit, at least. They, yes. they were spared the indignity of being Spare on the wrong end indignity. Of, a, of a no-hitter, but a tough weekend for the Buckos, Mikey. Wow. Tough stretch for the Buckos. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta's got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Cardinal starter Michael Waka was three outs from a no-hitter yesterday afternoon in St. Louis, but Colin Moran able to wreck it as a pinch hitter in the top of the ninth leading off the inning, and that was that for the potential no-hitter. That was the highlight of the day for the Pirates, who otherwise went meekly 5 to nothing in St. Louis. Bucks wind up with two hits. Austin Meadows got one of those. Even when your team's getting no-hit, he finds a way to get a hit. No wonder he was the National League Rookie of the Month in May, even though he only played 13 games in May. Pirates probably wish they only played 13 games in May. <laughs> They've lost three of four in St. Louis, including two on bottom of the ninth inning home runs. 
They've lost 12 of their last 16, and they're now just one game over 500 at 30 and 29. Off day today, the Dodgers coming to town, and uh, Joe Musgrove's turning the rotation, coming back around, thankfully, for the Pirates, who um, are struggling to say the least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They seem to be in a slide of monumental proportions. <laughs> they've, uh, they've gotten uh, what they needed out of Musgrave so far twice in two starts. They've also got Trevor Williams and Jamison Tyone lined up uh, for that Dodgers series. Uh, it'll start, if it's going to start again, with the starting pitching. Meadows uh, remains a story, but not a whole lot else happening for the Pirates right now. Game four of the Stanley Cup final scheduled for tonight in Washington, D.C., and even the Washington Post is on board. The Caps have a two-games-to-one lead after their 3-1 victory in game three on Saturday night. Uh, This from Thomas Boswell in the Post today talking about the Caps. Quote, They are different from their predecessors, profoundly different in competitive temperament. That does not ensure a happy outcome, but it it is an essential prerequisite to it. You can watch the Caps now with your heart in your chest where it belongs, not in your throat. It took four years under Coach Barry Trotz for the Caps to learn how to breathe under pressure, but they have. When you are the only franchise in any sport that has squandered two-win leads in ten postseasons, you're never safe. Luckily for the Caps, they are not a franchise. They are not an extension of the history of their sweaters. They are an actual team, this team with its culture and character. Perfect example of that. Hopey gave that that just that terrible goal. Just gave it right to them. Awful potential series swinging goal. And didn't give up another one. They handled it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great example. There have been many in this postseason for Washington, which has seen the Caps trail in every series, but uh, so far in the first three, they were able to bounce back and advance. Now they're two wins from the Cup. They've won two of three against Vegas, but head coach Barry Trotz thinks uh, they can get better yet. You know, we still feel we have another level in our game. As I said yesterday, I think we're starting to find our game as the series goes on, and and that's happened every series where, where we find our game, and it it gets better and better, so I'm hoping that'll be the case. I know we're going to have a uh, desperate team uh, tomorrow, for hopefully from our side, as well as, you know, it'll be from their side. And, uh, you know, we've got an opportunity at home here to, to get another game. Our crowd will be in, uh, you know, uh, as, as good as they were last night. Uh, hopefully even better, to, uh, you know, tomorrow. And um, let's see if we can, you know, be, be, be better as a team. We, we can be a lot better as a team. Interesting uh, stat. Washington has 73 goals in the postseason. 20 in the first period, 29 in the second, and 24 in the third. So they, for the most part, are prepared at the start. They know how to close, and they're not taking their foot off the gas in between. Vegas uh, has lost two in a row in the postseason for the first time. The Golden Knights are trailing in a series for the second time, they had lost game one against Winnipeg. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury still playing very well, although his numbers are looking a little more human than they were entering the final. The goals against has increased to 1.95, and the save percentage has dropped to .937. I think if uh, Vegas is uh, yet to be heard from in this thing, tonight got to be the night where Fleury wins one somehow. 
We've heard, no doubt. We've heard Phil Bork talk yep. about that a lot. How you steal need, one. You need your goaltender to steal on the road, Washington Equalizer. Winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get them tied up going back home, and it's still anybody's ball game. 3-1 would be a tough hole even against yes. Washington. Yes. Still yeah. pulling for them, hoping the pixie yeah. dust hasn't worn off. No, he's certainly capable. Um, the right goal at the right time can, can change the whole thing. Uh, NBA final last night. Uh, Golden State made it two for two against Cleveland, one twenty-two to one oh three. This time, LeBron James with twenty-nine for the Cavs, and Steph Curry had thirty-three for Golden State, including an NBA Finals record nine three pointers. Uh, last nine. but not nine nine nine. That's a lot. Uh, last but not least, uh, the Pirates uh, mourning the loss of pitcher Bruce Keeson, who passed away over the weekend at the age of 68. He was with the Bucks from 1971 through 1979, uh, a part of two World Series teams, and just an incredible decade in Pittsburgh. Uh, if you were a Pirates fan in the 70s and watched this team win in six division titles and two World Series and some of the characters they had on that on those teams, and Bruce Keeson was one of them, uh, Six foot six when he arrived in the big leagues in 1971, he was 155 pounds. Oh my God! So not the rail, not the toughest of guys, at least in uh, outward appearance. But man, he threw inside. He would hit you. He did not care. He competed. Uh, Al Oliver reacting on Twitter. One of his teammates from those uh, 70s Buccos teams said Keeson was quote one of the greatest competitors I have seen. We always had a special relationship, both teamed up this year at the Pirate Fantasy as managers and enjoyed every moment, even though at the time he was not feeling well. He did not quit. Yeah, all the accounts I, I read, Mike, because I never got to see him play, were that he was just an old-school throwback yeah. badass. It, he believed the inside of the plate was his, and if he was trying to hit that spot and he missed it too far inside, it was up to you to get the hell out of the way. And if you didn't, you were getting plunked. It was a could similar used time, right? You could break up a double play back then. You could run over a catcher back then. Could have used him two weeks ago, Mike. Yeah. Bruce Keeson was uh, a memorable part of some great Pirates teams. That's sports. Our Comedy Fest family has grown by one. And now two. Four shows total for the DVE Comedy Festival. Two on Saturday, two live tapings of uh, uh, two of the more popular podcasts out there. It's a comedy brood now. Yeah. Bert uh, Kreischer's Bertcast Saturday night and at 4.20 Saturday afternoon. It is the DVE morning show. If you guys walked into the bathroom and somebody was peeing with their pants around their ankles, <laughs> would you go to the urinal next to them? Nope. Or would you just turn around and let them have the whole room? Yeah, it's a deal breaker for me. Why don't you do? Why don't you guys do it on purpose and see what the reaction is from people? No, I have. Why not? Not in a long time. Crowley's probably going to do it for one of his cheese teases <laughs> for his show. He will now. One of his, yep. yeah, probably. That's for sure. He's gonna. You're gonna see. Oh my Crowley God. walking into the bed. By the way, you should never film in the men's room. Although Mikey and I, Bob have done it a lot. I uh, I took a picture of a guy. When I was at the uh, the Carnegie Library in Oakland, and a guy was peeing with his pants around his ankle, and I tried to take a picture of him in the in the uh, in the mirror, and the flash went off, <laughs> and I had to run out of there. I was like, "Oh!" He's like, "Hey, what the hell are you doing?" 
What take, do you have, a harelip? Was halfway down the, the aisle. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was Taking an older guy. Taking a picture guy. in the men's room is probably not No, no. Acceptable. Not recommended or acceptable at all. But I thought, you know what? If you're going to pee with your pants around your ankles like a little kid, then I can take a picture of it. I mean, I've done it, but I don't think it's acceptable. No. Taking pictures or peed with your pants around your Taking ankles? Taking a picture. Oh. There was a guy butt naked with one leg and a peg leg in, and he was shaving at the sink. Where? At the gym. <laughs> that ended my day at the gym. Yeah. There's a bar in New York called PJ Clark's. It's been there since the 1800s, mm-hmm. and it's a historic stop, and I always go there when I'm in New York. And they have these great urinals that come up almost to your shoulders. They're the real old <laughs> yeah. school. Like Max's person. Allegheny on the north side. It's like going into a phone booth. It's yeah. just tremendous, and I wanted to take a picture of them. Cause, sure. Because they are historic parts of PJ. Oh, I've but, taken a picture of the Max's Allegheny. Uh, yeah, uh, and I, I, was, I remember doing it thinking, geez, I hope oh. nobody walks in here and sees <laughs> me taking a picture of this. And <laughs> nobody did. Yeah, uh Gene Collier always remarks about like how how wonderful those urinals are. Max's Allegheny Tavern. It's like you look like you could uh, you could step into them. Yes, <laughs> and I out. do. They are everything you could possibly want or need in a urinal. See, women. How much do you this. want or need? Well, there's there's the integrity of a urinal is a very important thing. If there's a the low one and a regular sized one, like the handicapped one and and the regular one. Like, oh, is that handy? Okay. Yeah. What did you think it was for? Like, just little kids? It's both. That's what I assumed. Yeah, but sometimes you can also use them for Mm. if you have for what? Like, what were you doing there? I I was (laughs) unclasping a bag. You were like, if you have a bag. Oh, Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Jeez, get the gesture either. Glad you explained it. Um, But at any rate, women don't have to worry about that. All you want is a door that works, right? Pretty much, and clean. 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 Well, let's not act like their bathrooms don't have their own issues. I mean, come on. There's no, they, some weird smells coming they out. They had a couch weird. in their bathroom here for 10 or 12 years. It was a while, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure I ever sat on it. They had a couch, which mm. one person who worked here used to eat her lunch in there and, no. take, and take a nap. No. Why? I don't know. She would eat her lunch in the bathroom. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's a fireball offense. I mean, offense. there's just... If I'm the boss, you got to go. There's a don't fecal cloud flying right. about. There's a fecal cloud. Jeffers Zazella warned us about that. <laughs> hey, when you're done with your poo chips, get back to work. <laughs> what, what are you doing? I don't even like to take my... Co- when I'm leaving, I don't like to take my, like, my Yeti coffee mug oh. in the bathroom. I leave it out in the hallway. Because I just don't want any stray call. molecules like grabbing onto it. It's marked. Yeah. And this is a terrible thing. The 30-year-old guy, the deadbeat guy, he's in an Airbnb. Alex Jones is paying for an Airbnb for this guy. Oh, good Lord. So, the New York Post has uh, printed some tips. If you're a parent whose child is overstaying their welcome, as you know, the 30-year-old deadbeat kid. <laughs> Sued his parents. Uh, what are you showing me here? <laughs> Hold on. I found the picture that I took. Can you see it? Of the guy in the with his pants down around yeah. his ankles? It's mostly I just see you. I can't see the guy's pants. You can't see him? No, it looks graphic, dude. I don't. No, it is You could have got graphic. sued for that. I can't get sued for that. At any rate, if your <laughs> adult kid is overstaying their welcome in your house, they say, here are the four tips. 
See, uh, on none of these, don't let them be lazy is one of them. Uh, they're living at your house because they're lazy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that you know what? I shouldn't say that. If they're not, It ag- seems like this guy was. If they're this not aggressively trying guy. to find a job, don't let it slide. They might be depressed, but that doesn't mean they can lie on the couch all day, so be clear about what you expect. Don't wait for them to snap out of it. you got to set ground rules as early as possible, they say. Be reasonable, but also be upfront about how long you expect them to stay. And talk to them about how they'll contribute, either by paying rent or helping with chores. Ideally, you should do it before they move back in. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Got to hit that up. If that kid isn't doing every little bit of housework outside and inside. I just don't know how you get owned like that as a parent. Don't resort to bribery, they say. Because you feel bad, probably. Exactly. To a A certain extent. If you got enough money to help, that's great, but make sure they do something to earn it. Like once they get a job and sign a lease, then you'll help cover the first month's rent. In other words, you make them work for it so it's not just a handout. Here's the thing, and maybe this is just me. I'm so early in the parenting phase, I'm probably going to transition out of this this phase, is I just assume that I'm going to have to pay for everything forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that it bears out. Kind of will. Yeah. I just figure I'm on the hook. Now, I finally get it now. Like my dad, whenever I was a deadbeat for a couple of years and I wasn't paying on my student loans and he kept the ones that he co-signed on uh, a float, I always thought, wow, I can't believe you did that. Well, he wasn't really looking out for me as much as he was trying to have his own credit not be sullied. But that's why parents but still, are, are calling employers to yell at their kids' bosses for stuff now because they feel like they're taking care of their kid for so long that when they have problems at work, they have to intervene. Oh. Well, that's... You got to step away. Yeah, that, that, you got to... It's hard, though. That's it's a thing so that hard, happens. Val. Parents call their children's bosses. Well... Once they've become, like, part of the workforce, and they're professionals even, not just, like, their kid working at McDonald's and the manager's a pain in the ass. But was, it's different... That's going too far, yeah. Like, your kids are children, Children. not adults. Yes. True. But I still think about confronting people that are giving them a hard time in their school. Kids. And following them home. (laughs) (laughs) And number four, they say, think about having them see a therapist. They They might need someone besides you to help them figure things out. Plus, just adding a requirement like that might motivate them. Because obviously they won't want you telling them what to do forever. So I think it's important to have a strong family to sort of reinforce what you're telling your kids. Because sometimes it's just it's it doesn't matter what your message is. If it's coming from you, your kids just tune it out. Ah, oh, Dad, I don't want to hear this. Mom, you told me this a hundred times. If you're if you are freeloading off your parents, how are you not ashamed into doing everything you can to help them? Well, you could probably got to blame that on the parents, so they're getting what they deserve. I you got to do, yeah. You got to do the work early on. Yeah. Here's what I want to know: How do I reverse this and get my parents to stop expecting us to pay for every single thing? <laughs> well, that's no, they've earned it. That's no. the way it goes. Like yep. our, our theory, um, <laughs> Anthony's in his uh, early to mid thirties, and Kayla's in her late twenties, and we still try to be there for them, whatever they need, because as I tell them often, someday you're going to have to change my diaper. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's fine. And they're like, oh, that's more than just funny, Mike. They're like, you know what? Let me get this dinner check. <laughs> so it kind of you know works short term, and hopefully it'll work long term. 
No, my, I mean, my dad, forget about it. Like, he has not picked up a check in like 40 years. He's like, oh, you got it? Oh, and he's like, oh, he's like digging in his pockets looking for, you know. Got, got oh. the T-Rex arms yeah, going. He always says that. He's like, oh, I got hooks for, uh, for fingers, you know. <laughs> he's like, oh, I got a cut. It's cotton there. I can't get it out. And then my mom, who's perfectly, she doesn't need money, but she wants us to pay for stuff because then it feels like to her. Payback. Well, you know, like she kind of took care of you for a lot of years. Yeah. Don't you, you think now is like pretty payback? Mo- a pretty big expense. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm happy to take care of my mom. That's not the point. But, you know, she doesn't need she to go it. buy an iPhone and just be like, hey, I bought an iPhone on your account, for. <laughs> which is what she did. She Because I put her on a family plan so that, she, you know, I'm like, Ma, I'll just pay for your phone bill because... These family plans are pretty affordable. It's not a big deal. I'll just add you to my plan. She's like, oh, thanks a lot. Now she just goes and buys stuff and like <laughs> throws it on the on the plan. So she, last time I saw her, she's like, um, you're going to be paying a little bit more every month because I bought a phone and they wouldn't let me pay for it. I'm like, what do you mean they wouldn't let you pay for it? That's not even possible. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing. She was, well, the man said I could make payments uh, on it, they do trick uh, you to that, and it would be it would Happened be you know a better deal. And I'm like, no, yeah, better deal for them because I'm gonna pay twice for this phone. Or the, so then, because she <laughs> knows I won't years. cash a check, so she felt bad. And I go, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry about it, you know. And she's like, no, 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 I'm gonna pay you. And so she got a cashier's check because she knew I wouldn't cash her <laughs> check, and she sent me a cashier's oh, check, and I was hilarious. like, the level of insanity here. She's like, I'm very sorry. I didn't understand what was going on. I was being tricked by the guy. Here, I got you a CD. You can't cash this for five years. <laughs> it should appreciate. My brother-in-law's dad did one of the craziest things and also one of the most boss things I've ever seen anybody do to their kid. He kept track of every dime he spent. On his kids. Oh, that's awesome. And kept it in a forever? folder. I don't know forever. I got to find out what, what span of time we're talking oh. about. But he was like, look at this. Page after page after page. You guys were a financial sieve just draining us. Oh, My dad did that. My first job in radio away from home, I made like 13 grand a year. Yeah, they, and my parents helped with my rent, and my dad kept all the canceled checks, and he gave them to me. That's awesome, though. You were you were an adult at that point. I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah that no, sounds... I paid him back. I gave him the money. But... I I just want to have something like that to lord over my kids at a certain point because the money that I've already spent on these two, like, and it's it's my own. Th- like, it's not like these aren't all required. Expenses. I, I spoil them. And I, I just, I love it, you know, but I also want them to realize it's a tough thing. But when they're 38, the amount. you don't, <laughs> you don't want to still be spoiling them, do you? Hell no. You want them to be spoiling you. That's correct. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly don't. I feel like I'm, I'm good. I'm good for the, for a long time until they need to change my diaper. Like why my, do the, why does the bride's family have to pay for the wedding? That's I the biggest know. bunch of BS going. Because the groom's going to... No, never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, the breadwinner <laughs> gets a freebie to start everything. 
I don't sure. know that uh, where that. Not nobody's the breadwinner. It's a. No, it's I, was, a it's I actually a, wasn't going there. Was, it's a team effort now. I'm thinking, hoping that trend completely changes. There'll be a price to pay moving forward for the groom. Moving forward. I hope at some point we just realize that some stuff is kind of dumb and don't do it anymore. Like the that thing. Like the the bride's parents have to pay for everything. That's not fair. Because I got two brides. Yeah. And that's not cool. Two big ass weddings. Well, one of, maybe one of them you can like, you know, steer her towards being more bohemian. And yeah. uh, you get one of those like, uh, yeah, we're getting married on a cliffside and only six people are showing up. Or like somehow hawk it out through the station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Bill Crawford for Bridal Designs Incorporated. <laughs> right. Hi. This is Bill Crawford. For St. Paul's Church. <laughs> <laughs> David's Bridal is one of the best bridal shops you can go to. Carrie's Cakes. <laughs> All right. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Sean Casey will be live in studio with us. Billy Gardell also joining us, I think, from New York. I think he's East Coast right now. I just somewhere. saw him tweet out something. Yeah, he was, in, he was up in NY. All right. So maybe he'll even call us earlier than normal. That'll be tomorrow on the show. Get your tickets uh, for the Doug Benson, Doug Loves Movie podcast and Burt Kreischer's Burtcast, both uh, recorded live at the Rex Theater, Saturday, June 30th, day two of our DVE Comedy Fest. Ticketfly.com, they've been having troubles, but they're supposed to be up and running by now. I don't know if they are or they aren't, but that's where you can get them as soon as they get their bleep together over there. All right, Michelle's coming up next. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.